And welcome to episode 68, very special episode of the Anime Arcade Podcast. My name is Jeff. I'm here with uh, Logan. Yo. <laughs> and Steven. Hey. I promise Carlo is here for the actual cast, or at least most of it. He unfortunately had to dip out on us a little bit early for some um, some actual life obligations that he had. Uh, but today we talked about our the journey and the excursion and the the festival that was uh god what was it called anime (laughs) (laughs) anime expo of 2018 um so uh yeah how how did what did you guys think it was a truly special experience um never quite experienced anything that large um (laughs) convention wise and it was just a just a blast all around absolutely yeah you just kind of briefly steven you uh, have a similar opinion i'm assuming oh yeah definitely like it made it even more special this year that there was like more friends there to just kind of hang out with and that was For sure ideal yeah steven and i shared a bed that made it very special to me <laughs> <laughs> i think we, we met and then we slept together it was uh, about a 10 minute difference between those two things yep pretty but, much um, <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you guys, and I know Carlos would as well, and I think he portrays that um, throughout the cast that you're about to listen to. But um, wonderful time. Um, thank you, AX, for uh, having us in, at least uh, half of us as press. And uh, it really was a special experience for me, and, and I think I'm speaking for all of us when I say for, for the rest of us. And uh, for kind of our website and being able to experience not only the convention, but the the fandom that surrounds it, and the industry, and uh, just anime, uh, all that all anime and all of its glory. Um, so that's pretty much all I've got to add before we jump right in. What do you guys think? Let's just do it. Yep, let's right. go for it. <laughs> all right, thanks for listening, everybody. Peace. So how are you guys feeling? Uh, six thirty is early. Yeah, th- this is uh, this is what happens when we have people in t- three completely different corners of the world. I guess. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, you needed you you sir needed sleep. Like I did. You sounded yeah. like you were passing out like while just doing everyday stuff, and I'm like, yeah, we shouldn't record right now because he's gonna pass out on our cast, and a lot of our cast is gonna be him snoring. I mean, to be fair, that would have been me as well. Yeah, <laughs> just in general. I think after after what was, I think, a pretty busy AX, we were all pretty exhausted afterwards. So um, we all needed a couple days to recoup. I spent a couple days just binging anime. <laughs> 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 I, I was good to go, but then but then I'm not in school right now, so I'm just waiting on school it's, to start. It's kind of weird for me, actually. I, I got home. I didn't really sleep at all on the flight. I maybe got a couple hours total on the flight, just intermittently. And uh, 
managed to get through my entire next day without any problems. And it really hit me, I think, yesterday. Yesterday, I just all of a sudden got smashed with this exhaustion and ended up having to lay down and take a brief nap. So it's weird how that kind of can happen at times you don't expect it. It's nice being from the country and state where the the biggest <laughs> anime convention is held. <laughs> well, the biggest anime convention outside of Japan. Yeah. And to clarify, I red-eyed home, so. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my, my night of sleep was on the plane. But uh, so we're all here. We're all here to discuss the what was, I think, uh, incredibly entertaining and uh, fun-filled event. Uh, that was AX of 2018. So I'm glad we all have at least recouped enough to start talking about it. I'm pretty <laughs> excited about this. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll do it the same as last year. Just go, you know, over uh, our schedule essentially and, and hit some highlights <coughs> day by day. Uh, so, Logan, you were the first one there. So why don't you start, start us off? I was, yeah. So, what, f- Tuesday... Morning, bright and early, got up. Um, I had a five fifty flight Jesus. down to uh, down to L.A. It was either five fifty in the morning or like nine fifty at night. Uh, so I was like, "Well, I might as well get there early." <laughs> um, so I did that, and uh, it was a it was a you know it was the first time I've flown in a while, so I was a little nervous, but it was a nice flight. I uh, was able, like, it was me and this one other guy in the exit row uh, of the plane, so plenty of leg room, just kind of able to sprawl out, so that was nice. Then, yeah, I got there, kind of uh, worked my way over to the international section of the airport, because I knew that's where Steven would be coming in eventually, and he was the last one coming in, so might as well just wait there. Uh, found a restaurant, ate some food, and then just hung out for a while waiting for uh, for you to arrive, Carlos. Yeah. No, I, I left a little bit later, but like I said, I I live in the state, and like I flew from from San Jose, which is uh, just south of San Francisco, for those who don't know, and uh, and I made it to like L.A. in in like forty five minutes. My flight is nothing. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Uh, when I got there, got all my stuff, and met you at the uh, the restaurant, you were you, like we were we were sitting outside because uh, because England was having a game. Oh crap, who was playing? It was England and Colombia. Colombia, yeah, yeah. So we sat and we watched the game until Stephen arrived, uh, which, like, you your plane landed just after the penalty kicks were done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They were announcing all the scores on the plane. Uh, my <laughs> my condolences for your team, by the way, my friend. <sighs> just just recently, yeah. they they didn't they didn't make it in. Yeah, they managed to win that game, but uh, unfortunately. Didn't quite make it to the final. We could have had an nope. English Channel World Cup. <laughs> In Russia. In Russia, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, French, uh, France, England might have been a good one. It would have been interesting, at least. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, you, you landed, and uh, and apparently you had a, quite the time with American customs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the less the less I say about TSA, the better. <laughs> uh, yeah, good call. Good you call. want to come back, so yeah. Yeah, I won't say anything out loud, but jeez, <laughs> hey, those I've, queues. Ugh. I've been there, man. Like even even me coming back, like uh, for for those of you who, who like travel, like if you're coming 
to America through Canada. You can pass through a TSA line in Canada, and man, those queues were ridiculous. And they grilled me too. I'm like, what are you like? What? What are you? Why are you grilling me? I I was in the military. <laughs> I uh I was like, I don't know what you want from me, but I'm just coming in from Japan, bringing a whole bunch of anime, you know, stuff. So leave me alone. Anyway, yeah, it's a it's a weird system. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, we all we all met up, uh, and we got to the hotel, which was the Sheridan Grand, in downtown LA. Indeed. Um, um, we had a, <laughs> a a fun Lyft driver. Oh, us there. yeah, yeah, real cool guy. I don't remember what his name was. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, loves I mean, weed. Yeah, smokes weed quite a bit. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he uh, he he was one of those drivers who's cool enough to know LA like the back of his hand because apparently there was you know huge delays on the freeway and so he pretty much took us on a tour of LA to get to our <laughs> hotel which I was fine with he was he was a yeah. cool guy so you know shout yeah. out to that guy I mean I know he probably doesn't listen to the cast but he was no. a nice guy um yeah so we we got to the hotel and they had uh, they had these uh, Crunchyroll provided the hotels on the hotel block with these uh, uh, anime themed key cards mm-hmm. so we had uh one from island and then i don't remember what the other one have from. mine on me i have mine is from homes of kyoto there you go those we had two of those and then we had uh i don't remember what the last one was yeah, yeah. some of the other hotels had some pretty cool ones like my hero academia yeah um I can't remember what the other. There were probably were the more, cool. like for for our hotel, we just got like they Possibly. probably just do them at random, kind of like the, yeah. the Bushy Road stickers, which we'll get into. Ooh. <laughs> um, and so we we went over to the convention center. Uh, this is again day negative one, <laughs> and um, the setup this year for grabbing your badge and stuff was a lot nicer, I'd say, than last year, considering it wasn't like a five hour queue on any day. <laughs> um. It was still a little convoluted, but not really. It was it was really easy to get our stuff, um, except for concert tickets, which I mean, we eventually figured that out the next day. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting for me because this is the first time that I've uh, well, first time I've been to AX, and also first time being at a major anime convention as press. Mm. So, yeah, that was a fun little thing. Just going over to the press booth where they hand out those. Well, you guys got in the line for the the regular schmuck tickets. Oh yeah, but still, shout out to AX for giving us press tickets. Yeah, thank you. We would we yeah. would absolutely love to come again as press. Yeah, honestly, I don't know if we would have been able to see or do anything if we didn't have them. So yeah, yeah, we'll get into that a little more. But I think the fact that we all had some type of premiere access is what allowed us to see as much as we did. For yeah. sure. Uh, and then we, uh, the, the, this is the end of day one. Like we honestly, not a whole lot happened. Um, uh, we went to the art house for the first of what would be many times because <laughs> many times. that is just a very convenient restaurant and it has beer. So, and we are all over 21. Yes. Yes. Um, so that, yeah, that was pretty much our day, day negative one. Um, the next day was day zero. Um, the day of probably my most anticipated event, which oh, yeah. was the Aquas concert. Hi- highlight of the the, of the uh, con, the con for me. But that, <laughs> we'll get for into sure. that. Yes, yeah. Um, but we, yeah, we slept in a little bit, um, which 
was a mistake in hindsight in some ways. Mm, the whole day, really. I think, most of the day was kind of a mistake. Uh, <laughs> we had no way a to lot know. Of ways. Yeah, we had no way to know. But we went, yeah. slept in, went to IHOP, got some breakfast. Um, and then we decided to head down to the convention center, and there was a shuttle system that uh, AX was providing for a lot of the, uh, or for all the hotels in their hotel block. Um, and, uh, we decided to wait inside cause it was a little warm out. Um, and I saw the shuttle coming. So we all got up to head outside and get on the shuttle. That shuttle stayed there for about two seconds and then left. Yeah. She could not be bothered to wait <laughs> at all. Um, so we missed that one, waited for the next one, finally got down to, um, where they were dropping us off at the JW Marriott by the convention center. And we decided to go get in line um, for Awkward's merch, which... Was a mistake. We, Big mistake. We... <laughs> if there's one thing you can say about Awkward, it's um, they can generate lines. I think that, that was a theme but, of this convention. Yes, yes. But that wasn't the problem. Yeah, <laughs> that no. was not the problem. <laughs> um. I don't know, was it Annie Song that ran that line? Yeah, it was Annie Song. It wasn't AX. That was awful. That was the worst thing I experienced the entire weekend. Well, that's what I mean. I think the worst lines we saw were all, you know, Love, Life, Sunshine, or Aqua related. True, true. But I think we also didn't go to some of the other major stuff. This line was on the side of the building that was just like fully in the sun yeah. It barely moved and they limited people to some like to a certain amount of things for some stuff, but not everything. So and this is hearsay. We didn't see this personally happen, but apparently someone went up and ordered a absolute fuck ton of pin badges or you know, the, the, the pins for the concert and they had to count them all out. And that's why people were that's why the line was not moving at all. Yeah, so I think we got in line about 11, I want to say. Uh, yeah, it was about uh, yeah, 11. Somewhere around and there, And then yeah. I think they opened up the line for moving at... 12. Tw- yeah, at noon. And I think we finally decided to leave the line at about 2, 2.30? Yeah, and we had, like that. we had barely moved. Yeah, and we had moved maybe <laughs> 20 feet. In the uh, the three hours that we had waited there, which in the sun, which is funny because like <laughs> we we had the VIP tickets uh-huh. and we figured that the merch that uh, that they would have would be the leftovers from what wasn't sold outside. So we're like, we have to get this stuff outside, otherwise it's going to sell out. No, they had completely different merch inside. Well, not completely different, but like more stock, and yeah. so. When we got inside, they had plenty of stock for us, and it was nice. It was air conditioned. The line moved pretty uh-huh. quickly. <laughs> yeah, and I also think it was a product of them just not being able to sell much outside. It could because... have been like a connection issue. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we said screw this. Um, I was severely sunburned at that point. <laughs> um, <laughs> we almost died from heat stroke. Uh, yeah, at one point I ran over, there was a Starbucks nearby, grabbed us some water. I think we actually would have died if I had not gone and got that water. <laughs> yeah, you are a savior, um, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, and so we, uh, we said, screw this, ditched that line, and went and got our concert tickets, were, which were across the street. Um, and that, 
took a little bit of time for some reason because <laughs> apparently um, they hate Steven. Yeah. And his <laughs> passport. Real quick shout they out. really like, hated my passport. <laughs> people yeah. in the U.S., learn what a fucking passport is. It's a legal document. If, if people are going to forge documents for identity they're not going to forge a passport because a passport would take so much time to and forge if they're going to do it just for an idol concert yeah. I mean, <laughs> respect right respect that dedication um but yeah Your we got passport's got to be one of the most uh complicated documents to forge yeah 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 it's pretty insane um but yeah we got those concert tickets and i think we pretty much just went straight to the uh the vip line for the concert hall i think i can't remember if we did anything else in between that time no we i mean like we i think we um yeah i don't think we did anything if we did it was Um, just walking around yeah i don't think we did anything yeah so yeah, we got in line for the the VIP access to the Microsoft Theater where the concert was being held. Um, you guys informed me of the uh, the people that bring UOs and how much of a scumbag Ugh. those people are. Um, and, and apparently, that's a large portion of the the uh, idol <laughs> idol audience because everybody else seemed to think that they were, it was like a okay, and I'm like. All you're doing is fucking up light, uh, like the light. Uh, I don't know unity in, in songs, and then like blinding people near you. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, luckily we ended up not having a lot near us, at least that were activated. Um, but yeah, they opened the doors, and I immediately ditched Carlos and Steven. Yeah. So we get <laughs> in the door, and this guy, this guy is like, I thought. He got pulled out or something because I didn't see him. And like I thought he got pulled out. Like maybe they found something like that he wasn't supposed to have and they were making him throw it away. Or maybe he went the wrong direction. So I was like, shit, where's Logan? So I was looking all over for him. Apparently he booked it to the to the merch line. <laughs> I was getting my light sticks, damn it. <laughs> so we eventually found him and he was he was a good uh, like uh, it was like that much for No, I was just gonna like say like a good ahead. like five to six people ahead of us. In the line, yeah. it was a little more than that because you yeah. ran it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was fun. Because <laughs> I, I I got in there. I had to actually. I did have to toss my Gatorade that I brought in because apparently they don't allow uh, sealed Gatorade. It's only water. Um. And then I saw people just kind of booking it down this long hallway, and I was like, uh, "I'm just gonna go. <laughs> I want my merch." <laughs> so I did that. I uh, got everything that I wanted. Uh, probably, well, maybe should have bought three light sticks. I don't know. They were capping it at three. I got the two. Um, and we were very curious as to why they chose three, which became apparent later on. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Idol fans. <laughs> Idol fans, yep. <laughs> but, yeah, I got everything I wanted. And then you guys spent a lot of money there. Yeah. 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 So I... I spent damn near four hundred dollars at that booth. That's the that that was the my biggest purchase of of the event of like all of AX because I was getting my exclusive AX merch or my exclusive I'm sorry uh, Aquas World Live merch and yeah. like I got the towel, the T-shirt, the pin, the hat, 
like I got one light stick because I already I was already bringing two with me from the wonderful stories the third live uh, a shout on uh, no I'm sorry not shout on what am I saying a guilty kiss I would get a shower shout on a sweatshirt but anyway yeah guilty kiss sweatshirt yeah just a, so much stuff like by, <laughs> by the time I got done with it like yeah my bag was ridiculous it was really big so oh and of course the um the what what really made it expensive was the uh, the 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 club set the awkward club set the gold edition which comes with with DVDs for the like last year's club events and stuff like that so welcome yeah. to welcome to idle hell for all of you who are like how did you spend four hundred dollars yeah, on concert like merch costs right there <laughs> welcome to idle hell i'm not nearly as bad as steven i think steven you spent a little less than me but i know i have not spent nearly as much as you as you in the course of my idle <laughs> yeah i think i spent i didn't buy the sweatshirt and i didn't buy the hat and that's it difference yeah, yeah i that's... made up for it over the weekend <laughs> yeah yeah it's good to have someone in the same like le- like level of idle hell as me uh, good or bad depending on how you look at it because i'm sure you guys uh you know instigate each other Some, someone to commiserate with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now i've been slowly being dragged into idle hell as well <laughs> thanks to uh the concert so we're slowly trying to get the whole the whole of the discord just like yeah ingrained in it um but yeah so like we got to our seats eventually um and the they were nice they're goddamn good seats, seats yeah, yeah. We were three rows from the back and three rows from the front. Oh, three rows from the front. What am I saying? Three rows from the front. Uh, and uh, what do you call it? Like we were all taller than the people ahead of us. So it was perfect. <laughs> like I had an unobstructed view of all of them. Yep. Uh, yeah. Incredible concert. The staging was interesting. Like they didn't really change it like they do at a, at a you know, normal uh, Love Live live. Uh, but the, the screen, the screen work, like they usually have these effects on the screen for the song. Uh, they did that, which I was surprised for. They didn't do like the, you know, again, not the big, like ones where they, the, you know, the girls actually interact with what's going on the screen or the screen, I'm sorry, interacts with what they're doing, but, uh, but it was still, uh, really well done. Uh, and the the set list is kind of what blew me and Steven away because it was stuff that we were not expecting at all when we were going over yeah. what we expected. Uh, did you want to go over that the the set list, Steven? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> well, so, I'll, let you, I'll let you start. <laughs> well, I don't know where to start to be honest because <laughs> going into it, I think there were so many ones that we went ah, they're not going to perform that. They're not going to perform that. Um, and I think they performed all the ones we said we weren't going to perform. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, they, they, um, the way they started it, like, we were like, okay, Third Life. Because they started yeah. with the A and B track of uh, the uh, the OP track of the second single. So, Mirai no Bokura wa Shitere Yo, which is the OP for the second season. Uh, and then, but like my personal favorite song on that that album, Kimi no Hitomi uh, Meguru Boken. I love that song because it has an Arisa and a Shuka or uh, Daya and Yo, for those of you who don't know, uh, solo, which is just awesome. Um, so yeah, like going into it, immediately I was thinking, um, 
third life. Uh, yeah, but then they they oh, actually no, like the next the next song too was their very first single, so it's like all right, this is like a standard live. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Kimi no Kokoro wa Kagayai Teru Kai. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long Nailed title. It. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's a long title. I yeah. I just normally just say Kimi no Kokoro. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the 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 fourth song was like because me and you, you were like we were talking about like oh wouldn't it be great if they did Mariah Ticket and we're like yeah there's no way they haven't practiced for it in like forever there's no way they do Mariah Ticket and then they started it up and like <laughs> I think I audibly owed I was like oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah oh wait i'm sorry this i i wrote something down wrong on the on the google doc yeah and then so we got the (laughs) we got an intermission video right after mirai ticket which again is amazing uh and the intermission video this time around is an intermission video that we had actually seen uh steven and i at uh in saitama um (laughs) these intermission videos are kind of like i don't know how to put this it's like the icons for all stars like talking you know and so yeah, it's, it's kind of like it's like uh, pictures of their faces and like kind of like badge form mm-hmm. that are like animated as they kind of talk to each other mm-hmm. um and each of them seem to be kind of like uh like interview based like uh two or three of the characters would be talking about going into the dressing room to interview people or see what the other members of Aquas were doing in the dressing room and stuff like that. But yeah, <laughs> things went places. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're pretty silly. <laughs> uh, but this one, this one was the, uh, they're talking about how Saitama is a savanna question. Mark? There's got to be something to do with yeah. like the kanji or something of, of the spelling of Saitama. Uh, because when they open the door to the dressing room, it is a no shit savanna, like, you know, an African savanna. <laughs> And all the girls are under attack by different um, different savanna-based animals. Um, and, and this was the one where we get the Zuramaru lion, which was amazing. <laughs> My favorite thing ever. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and describe that, Stephen. Um, okay, you've given me a challenge here to describe this. <laughs> well, she's your best girl, um, so I figure if anyone. So, essentially... It is so with the icons, it's Hanamaru with a lion's head. Uh, she starts off sleeping in the savannah and then slowly wakes up and starts roaring at everyone. And then they try and calm her down by chanting Zuramaru. Yeah, well, don't forget that they're going to sacrifice Mari to oh, the, <laughs> Yes, they are. To her. And Mari is the and most willing, very happy about it. The most willing yeah. sacrifice ever. Yes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these these videos are crazy. I will, what I will say, I love that they they subtitled it for this. Like yeah. I wasn't expecting that at all. Like, well, to be fair, I wasn't expecting them to bring the 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 video over to begin with, but the fact that they subtitled it was just a nice touch. It almost sounds like from you describing this concert that they really did try to put together a set list that of their best stuff that they thought that, you know, an international crowd would appreciate. Uh, and obviously coming to America, they probably wanted to make sure that people understood these intermission videos, which is really, I'm, I'm glad they did that. Well, uh, see, 
going into it too like at this point in the concert i was thinking um all right we're doing anime songs that makes sense this is any song world matsuri you know anything mm-hmm. that has been animated will do so i'm i'm expecting to see a happy party train i'm expecting to see aquarium at this point i'm expecting to see maybe some of the stuff from the third live like um was bummed that we did not get either of those songs my my tonight or or any of those songs and then and then the 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 intermission video ends and i see three girls come out rather than nine and i look and i'm like i think i shouted oh my god that shout on <laughs> Because yeah. it was, they were, they did subunit songs, which like, again, blew our fucking minds because we're like, why would they do subunit songs? Not that I'm angry, but what? Uh, so yeah, they started out with Shout On and they, like, as soon as the lights came back up, they started out with uh, Genki Zenkai Day Day Day, their, their debut single as a subunit, um, which was, it was just, it was great to see then perform it because i haven't seen it since the first live which i have on blu-ray so i can watch it whenever the hell i want but still (laughs) (laughs) so then i'm assuming they cycle through the the other um subunits at that point yeah so uh shout on did like i said uh let's go over this real quick genki zenkai day 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 they had a, a bit of an mc period uh where they you know talked about shout on and and their little callbacks and stuff like that uh, and then they did their second single. Oh wait, was this the B side? I can never remember which one was the um, single, which one was I the B side on this one. B-side this to was the second uh, single. Uh, Kaigan Dori de Materuyo, uh, which had a little uh, dance to it, which was fun. And then we got into uh, Azalea, who started Yay. out with their yeah, yeah, <laughs> who started out with their debut single. I should suppose I should say okay. So shout on uh, for those who don't know is uh, Chica, Ruby, and Yo. Um, which you can look up their voice actresses. I highly recommend it. Or you can, you know, join us on our Discord, and we will happily tell you all about it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Azalea is uh, Hanamaru, uh, Daya, Daya, yeah, and Kanan. I, I was going to say like I said Hanamaru, and I almost said Suawa. Anyway, <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, Suawa is Kanan, so yeah, I would accept that. Well, for the listeners, anyway. Yeah. Uh, they started also, out with the most their, adorable girl ever. They started out with their debut single, uh, Tori Kori Please. They had an MC bit. Um, and like, I, I feel bad because their MC bit was like the least successful because nobody yeah. knew that Azalea's colors were pink. Um, <laughs> what do you call it? And then they finished off with Lonely Tuning, which is a great song. Which is a huge surprise because that song is the B-side never of actually their... officially come out because that was the bonus song from buying all the Blu-rays from Softmap. Yeah, yeah. And those are expensive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a that was a real treat. And then uh bu- 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 oh, and then Guilty Kiss came out and holy crap, the roof kind of came off the fucking building. <laughs> because <laughs> like uh it, just like in Muse, there's like there's always like a subunit that's like got like the high intensity music that like really gets the crowd going. That was BB and Muse. This and, yeah. and it's Guilty Kiss in Aquas. And Aquas is uh Johanne, uh Mari and Rico. And yeah, they started out with uh with Strawberry Trapper and that's already a really high intensity song. And then their their MC like part was like really high intensity where they, you know, got the crowd going again. Uh and then they went into the B side of, of Strawberry Trapper's uh album, which is Guilty Night, Guilty Kiss, which 
I appreciate it because it was it's a really good song. Yeah, there, well, there's like there they couldn't lose on with for me they couldn't lose choosing their second song, and I apologize yeah. for my cats. Um, but uh, uh, they after the the subunit songs were all done, uh, they went into uh their second MC bit, which Stephen and I hadn't seen. Uh, you guys want to go over that a little bit? <laughs> uh, so this one kind of starts out with I think it was Ruby and Rico doing no who was it? Uh, Mari, Mari, yeah. Rico. Mari, yeah, doing the uh, like the the interview bit at the beginning, like going to go into the dressing room to see what everyone else is up to, and they go into the dressing room, and it's oh damn it, who is it? Yoshiko, who's the yeah. Yeah, who's like she's a the dad. Yeah. dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Die is the child, the abused the child. child, and who is the wife? Uh, yo, yo yeah, yo, yo. The wife. yeah, yo, who has to make paper roses <laughs> to support they the can't... family? <laughs> yeah, to support uh. the family. And then <laughs> they're like talking about how hard life is, and then a yakuza trio of Hanamaru, Kanon, and. Uh, Oh, who was, who was the last it? one? Is it Rico? No, no Chica. 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 Yeah, you're right. You're right. Chica. Come in. And they're like, I don't know. They're talking about like needing their money and stuff like that. It was it was. They, really and fun. then they foreclosed their house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, who's the other sister? Was uh, it Ruby? Ruby. Yeah, Ruby yeah. comes in to try to stop like the uh, Yoshiko from like hitting guy or whatever, and gets smacked off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I think the chant for that one was "Gamba Ruby," right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like, Gamba Ruby, Gamba Ruby. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds awesome, though. That's adorable. It was hilarious. It was a lot of fun. So I'm, a, I'm hoping there was a happy ending because that sounds kind of sad. <laughs> I don't know if there really <laughs> not was. Really, I'm not sure. <laughs> They just all chanted Gamba Ruby over and over until everyone was smiling on the screen. And then uh, <laughs> then it ended. So do your best, everyone. Do your bestie. Um, yeah. All right. So right around this point, like just like in any other uh, Awkward Live, they came out. Uh, the girls came out in um, uh, their school. The uh, know Hoshi like skirt and then like a, the t-shirt for the live that's that's usually how you know the live is going to be over like this last bit is their last bit because they're in this outfit um and uh da, 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 they came out um and they sang uh tayo o uh oyakero uh and then and then they they got into the part that they weren't expecting and we weren't expecting to fucking uh, happen like to work i should say uh but they sang the um the ed for season two which is uh yuki wa doko ni kimi no mune ni uh, and they're uh during in the course of their song there is a uh, a music bridge that leads into a chica solo and if you've not been paying attention to twitter uh there's been a or there was a um a uh, campaign called the Aquas Rainbow, where right at this point of the song, everybody would change their pen lights to different colors based on their row. So we formed a huge rainbow with the Aquas colors. Um, and uh, uh, I we didn't expect this to work. 
like at all. And just because it was so complicated. Mm, I think it's just because it's a lot of people like, I mean, several thousand, not a huge, huge crowd by any means. Like 6,000, I think was a number, like the largest number I saw tossed around, but you know, you can't expect everyone to right. know what to do, you know, because yeah, they're, actually they're follow just, along. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, we freaking the the song came up, and I kind of was taking cues from everyone else around <laughs> me. So I saw Carlos yeah. kind of take his pen lights down, change the color, and kind of hide them. So I did the same thing, and then yeah, right when uh, we needed to, we tossed them up and. <laughs> took a look behind us so and so i had taken a look behind me before like because i saw the music bridge happening and i wanted to see how many people were changing their stuff it didn't look like anybody was and i was really kind of like oh, okay this didn't work i was kind of disheartened yeah, about I, I, that i think we had like a quick like look at each other and went oh we failed yeah <laughs> but then like huh? like like when logan was saying when we when we looked back uh, after like when Logan said that when we we you know changed our pen lights and hid them and, and brought them back out for the beginning of the song, or no, I'm sorry, I, I got to go back because I, I didn't know I didn't look back until yeah. I we saw uh, Anju's face, Anju's the the voice actress for Chica and Shuka's face, the voice actress for <laughs> Yo, because they damn near started crying on stage, and I looked back and I yelled at the top of my legs like we fucking did it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a really amazing moment, um, and their faces were completely worth it. I mean, you describing that actually almost brings tears to my eyes, <laughs> just thinking about how exciting like, that must have been. I, my eyes are getting a little misty right now. Yeah, because like just yeah, just seeing Shuka just like have to like wipe her eyes and kind of look away for a second. Yeah, she was. Uh, Shuka is one of the special. more like she's like <laughs> very expressive. So yeah, you you see everything on her face <laughs> when she's like happy or sad. Um, yeah, so it was, it was pretty great to, uh, to see them react that way. And, and the, like the best part of it too, was the, the fact that, uh, um, on Twitter, like as they were leaving America, like that was the one thing all of them said was how happy they were about that. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Way to go, guys. Way to yeah. go, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Big shout out to the people at, you know what, let me let me look up their name. It was uh, Aqua Rainbow. Yeah, they're on Twitter. Um, it's uh, at AX underscore Aqua Rainbow, I think, uh, is there. Yeah. So big shout out to those people uh, for getting it done. Also, <laughs> if you're looking for an image, uh, the people at, uh, of the, you know, the rainbow, uh, the people at... Uh, uh, love life staff so you can either look at look at this on the, the the twitter i mentioned the aqua rainbow one or you can go uh like i think it's at love life staff um they they posted an official picture which is so rare yeah. i'll uh, throw it in in the uh the article for this podcast as well if you want to yeah if that's easier for people to go see for sure for sure so yeah like it, it worked out uh they had an mc bit where they had to compose themselves and they were all very <laughs> surprised and like that when when everyone felt like like kind of found out and realized that it had worked, uh, the like the the crowd got so loud that for like just a small portion of the song, I couldn't hear the song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, like during the MC bit, like or after they were done singing, when they were composing themselves, it got real loud again because everyone was was pretty hyped. 
So yeah, it was it was a really really amazing moment, and again, they yeah. were very surprised by it. Um, but probably just about as surprised as we were for their very last song, uh, <laughs> which like on the list of songs I expected them to sing at this concert, this one would have been at the very bottom. Not because I hate it, but because I didn't think they were going to do that. This is Sunshine Pika Pika Ando. And if you've never heard that song, you're missing out. It's amazing. Uh, go look up Sunshine Pika Pika Ando on YouTube, and you'll be treated to a video of the the uh, uh, voice actresses slash idols um, actually dancing to it kind of ridiculously, but it's a lot of fun. So what's your, uh, like, what's your reasoning for this being so low on your expected, you know, list of expected songs? Uh, this was a, like, I don't know how to say this. This was A, a season one, the season one EDB side, and B, kind of meant for the second life, like the Happy Party Train Tour, that's what this was meant for. Like, that's uh-huh. why the, in the second, uh, second live, like, the, one of the, um, some of the concert merch was like a a like a hoppy, you know the the robe, the festival robe things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, yeah, for them to bring it here, and they actually wore the hoppy on stage from the the Happy Party Train tour, nice. and they brought out uh, a freaking taiko. Like, it's called taiko drum, right? The, the that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And Chica played it just like she does, or just like she did in the um, the second live. So yeah, it was a huge surprise. Was not That's expecting awesome. it in the slightest. <clears throat> um, and with that, that was uh, that was the concert. And at this point, like my AX had already peaked, so I'm not going to yeah, say like, exactly. It's not all downhill from there, but nothing oh, will, no. nothing would ever come close to that. In my yeah, coming out of that concert, I like you know I can only speak for myself, but I'm pretty sure it's the same for you guys. It was just like such a high. Yeah, like I was walking on, walking on air. Walking on cloud nine because that was for sure. incredible. And this is how we were last year when they didn't even have a full life. It was just like <laughs> a few songs and we were like, oh, that was so good. Yeah. Uh, um, and we weren't as close either. Uh, but before we left the concert venue, <laughs> we got to go to the special goodbye event, just like last year, uh, where mm-hmm. they lined us up again. And essentially, they paraded us in front of the... Uh, Uh, the idols and you know we got to wave goodbye and say thank you or arigato or please come again or whatever uh Uh and uh steven like we'll go and we'll go in order yeah in order (laughs) (laughs) so you were you were first in line so yeah so i was already prepared i knew what i was gonna do um so it was waiting until i got to the far end of the line where all of the first years were stood um and like last year uh i made sure i did my hanamaru circle above my head <laughs> and for the second year in a row i got one back and nice. i was happy <laughs> <laughs> but before i finished i was like oh i've got there's still um ai in the in the line i thought i'll i'll, I'll be a bit cheeky try and get a gamba ruby as well <laughs> And got that as well. So nice. I was very happy. Um, <laughs> and then just as I was leaving, I heard a squeal from Ai <laughs> come from behind me. And Carlos will continue from there. <laughs> so 
uh yeah i was second in line going through um uh let's see here so i passed shuka uh yo's voice actress and i saluted her and she gave me a salute back and did the yosoro thing um i passed uh let's see icon and i did the the little demon horns above my head uh which uh she appreciated and and uh what do you call it did back and then the uh let's see was there anyone else before this no for everyone else i just said bye and thank you or please come again soon um it was for uh ruby or i i uh so for those of you who don't watch the nico namas you really should they're really fun uh yeah they are but uh ruby's voice actress doesn't like she has like kind of a uh she's a, older than most of the other voice actresses, which is kind of weird because she plays Ruby. Uh, and B, kind of has like this old man, like dirty old man sense of humor. But she doesn't do sexy very well. Like, you know, like she can't act it or anything. She's got that high-pitched voice. Just doesn't work for her. So in one of the Nikonamas, she had to play a sexy home tutor, which which didn't really go very well. And, <laughs> and it's repeated a few times. Like the, the other girls make fun of her for her quote-unquote sexy home tutor. So... Essentially, what the, what she did for the sexy home tutor bit was she did like three really, really silly poses and went, yay, yay, yay. I understand this is an audio medium. You can't see my arms yeah. and what they're doing. <laughs> I'm picturing it though. So essentially, like we'll, we'll post, we'll post the, uh, we'll post the Nikonamas, like that specific part. Like, so you, you get an under, like understanding of what sexy home tutor is. But so I passed. Picture an imitation of three, like, what would be sexy poses maybe for a model and she just did them in a silly yeah, way like, exactly. I, that's kind of how i exactly <laughs> so bef- like just as i was getting to i i started off i went yay posed once and she went yay and i'm like <laughs> i did the second one and i posed again like and the second pose is, is even sillier i went yay yay and she yeah she squealed with laughter she's like oh my god <laughs> this guy is fucking seen my ridiculous sexy home tutor bit uh yeah i it was it because i had prepared that i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do this year uh but this year i'm like i'm not gonna give her gambo ruby i want her to know that i've seen her at her most ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> and it was worth it because she yeah she she uh laughed pretty hard i really wish guy in the background laughing was there though because i'm pretty sure he would have laughed <laughs> I, I was waiting yeah, for that laugh if i had heard guy in the background laughing from the nikonamas i would have lost it the guy's a legend yeah, yeah, that guy's a legend. That guy's my hero. Uh, okay, and then uh, and then uh, Logan, you were you were after me, <laughs> and then me. Yeah, so I really had no idea. Like this is the first time I've ever done something like this. So I was just kind of along for the ride, um, and so I'm just following Carlos. And like as soon as I get to the the front of the line, like unprompted, right away, uh, Anju, Chica's voice actress, just gives me a heart, and I was like, oh thank you so much <laughs> so i gave her a heart back and i was just kind of saying uh thank you and smiling to the rest of them and then halfway down the line i so like the line for this i think kind of snakes back and forth um i think someone on the like the side coming down towards the idols dropped something but i tripped <laughs> i tripped on something like almost <laughs> you know face planted so i kind of like had the like uh, just like I caught myself and kind of looked at, I don't remember who I was in front of, but one of the aisles and just kind of made like a, like an oh no kind of face, uh, and then just kind of walked on. So thank you, and uh, it was uh, fun. 
Nice. Yeah, I almost tripped in front of a, a bunch of idols. It would have been <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> but yeah, no, so, cool. so coming out of the concert at that point, like we went to the yard house and man, like just on cloud nine for several hours yeah. afterwards. It, w- it was funny because like we, I, our poor waiter kept coming back asking us if we were ready to order. And we're like, oh shit, yeah, there's a menu in front of us, isn't there? I guess we should look at that. <laughs> Yard House was probably packed with Idol fans at that point, too, I would assume. There were quite um, a few. I saw quite a few. Uh... It, it was, but like since we were fairly um, towards the front of the line for the uh, walkthrough, I feel like we got there before the huge like hardcore crowd did, mm-hmm. which was nice mm-hmm. because we got a table pretty quick. Oh, man. Nice. The crowd outside the concert venue was huge. There was so, uh, yeah, it, it, was it was nice to be among among our people <laughs> yeah. just idol fans just as far as you could see idol cosplayers like people who go to the lives and stuff like that yeah it was it was really nice uh yeah so the art house was great uh but then at this point like well we went back to the hotel after you know eating and and slightly coming down and uh we finally met up with jeff <laughs> i arrived i actually showed up to ax this year Yay. <laughs> um i think at this point you guys when i finally did meet up with you were maybe the the, the high was starting to wane because i think we everyone was starting to get a little bit tired it was like midnight um, at that point yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i i got there very late um we had a little moment where we kind of crossed my <laughs> elevator door was closing as you came out of the elevator across the hallway and i had no idea how to operate these elevators because they were Unlike any elevator I've ever used before yeah. where you determine with your key card the floor you're going to before you even get on the elevator and then it tells you which elevator to get yeah, in. It and assigns you, you an elevator. <laughs> um, which actually, I was amazed at how efficient those elevators were. I, I never at any point waited for that elevator. It was always quick, brought me up to my floor without really any stops, maybe one. Um, Sheridan Grand Los so Angeles. pretty cool. Please sponsor it. Yeah. Please, please advertise on our on our website. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, and eventually I went up and down the elevator, ran into a drunk guy who was uh, oh my god, the god! Oh, I the forgot god. about the god! <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I forgot about the god. I you forgot. <laughs> so you guys had an interaction with uh, this drunk guy at some point before I did. Uh, if you no, want to talk about that, you had the that. interaction first, and then so right as we were coming down, like our elevator opened, and we saw you. And I was like, Jeff, no! And then your <laughs> elevator closed, and then we lost you for a little bit. Um, and then the god got into our elevator to uh, go back up to whatever floor he was on. <laughs> and man, that guy, that guy was gone. Yeah, Asian dude with his shirt off. Right? Yeah, Asian yeah. dude with his shirt off. <laughs> and come on, let's put respect on his name. <laughs> <laughs> He is god, the god, the, the god, yeah. yeah, the god, the shirtless Asian god. Uh, yeah, he was, he was like, I, I just laughed like when he got off. I'm like, yeah, I've been there. I've been, I've been in my early twenties, drunk as shit in a hotel. So as long as he doesn't hurt anybody, he's fine. Yeah, no, he was, he was harmless. He, he was asking me how do I get to the fifteenth floor, and I, I kind of shrugged at him and got in the elevator that was going to the wrong floor, which is kind of why it took me so long to meet up with you guys. But, um, <laughs> well, then in our lift, he got off at the seventh floor. So That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably at it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> 
and at this point, I finally get to the hotel room. You guys at that point had probably given up on trying to meet up with me outside of the room. And I walk in and uh, meet Steven for the first time. Hey, Steven. Yay. Pleasure to meet you. It's nice to find <laughs> out we're, we're, we're brothers now. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, pretty, I think, quickly, we, we kind of settled down. I think we were watching some Nico Namas and we all fell asleep. Yeah, I know. It, it didn't take long. Um, so, uh, day one of the convention, finally. Like, we're only 50 some odd minutes into this podcast. Uh, the, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, Jeff went out and bought us a shit ton of water, which was nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got up at like five o'clock in the morning i think and just decided to take a shower go explore a little bit of downtown la and uh right across the street i knew we needed water so i bought like two big packs of water yeah. which was a huge help this which weekend i think we went through most of that the entire weekend over the or over the course of the weekend yeah uh, for sure. so i figured I, we would i actually almost expected we'd need to buy more yeah yeah i think <laughs> i think we bought too much beer <laughs> and not enough water honestly <laughs> we we put um, we put quite a dent like we had like two 12 packs and a six pack so I, we put a quite yeah. a dent in that beer for sure for sure um but yeah so jeff did that he wandered around got us water and then we all decided to uh head down and got in line for the exhibitor hall well first we got in line for uh premiere press and ada access uh which was I don't remember the line, the actual line for the con being outrageous, but it was pretty long. So it was nice to kind of skip that and go over to this like side entrance where they were kind of ushering us in. Yeah. Um, and we got an hour. And then, yeah. Like, not even a whole hour. That's that's one thing. AX, like an hour means an hour. So from nine to ten, <laughs> not from nine, like from nine, nine to nine forty five. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got into line for the exhibitor hall, got in there early and uh I think uh, Carlos, you, and Steven had decided that Atlas should be our first stop for the day. Yeah, they saw a lot of stuff so we, really quickly. So Yeah, so we went and got in line there. Um, I got just a, a few keychains, and I think that was it, actually. Just some uh, some keychains and charms and stuff. Before, yeah. before you guys could kind of go on with what you bought at the Atlas booth, I think they were the best booth in the entire exhibitor hall as far as managing the lines. Oh, yeah, I like, agree. Kudos to that booth. Yeah. Way to go, yeah. Atlas. Now bring the dancing games quicker. <laughs> <laughs> How's that happen? Um, uh, yeah, it's great. It just keeps reminding me that I don't have that game yet. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, we had enough time to go to hit up the Atlas booth and then enough time to get into the Bushy Road booth line, which was... That was a line, and man, was it poorly managed. Oh, yeah. The, like, Jeff, you, while we were in the Atlas line, you kind of walked around, and you, I think, did you go get in line over there, and we met you there? Well, uh, no, I scoped out the hall a bit, and the Bushy Road booth actually was not even set up you know, when we were let in. They, they had, everything was still in boxes. So I walked over there. There was kind of a small gathering of people who were kind of waiting for the for them to set up. But uh, that booth was totally, it was almost as if they just started setting up when we were let in. And um, so I walked around, I kind of scoped out the hall, saw the different places. There was big line at Atlas, big line at Anaplex, you know, the, the typical places you'd expect there to be. Um, 
but Bushiroad had not started the line yet when I saw it. And by the time we, I met up with you guys as you were leaving the Atlas line, we walked over to Bushiroad. At that point, there was already a pretty good group of people sitting waiting for them to finish setting up. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, we grabbed some stuff at Bushiroad when we eventually got to the front of the line. Unfortunately, my experience with the Bushiroad booth was like, get to the front of the line and everything that you want is sold out. Yeah. So that and that was like I went to the Busher Road booth twice because I'm a masochist, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, like well, actually, was it twice or three times? No, just twice. Um, over the oh. course of the weekend, and and yeah, it was it was a nightmare. So Busher Road, please, please, next year fix your lines. I think I think we do have to unfortunately blast Busher Road a little bit for that line because there was no management of that line. We waited for almost two hours and. Come to find out when we get to the front of the line that the whole time, the reason we were waiting so long and the line wasn't moving is people were just kind of squeezing their way into the front of the line. <laughs> yeah, because what they had done is where they had people line up, they also had the merch like uh, posters for showing what was being sold at the booth. So people who weren't in line would come over, look at those posters, and then just kind of worm their way into the line yeah. right there. Yeah. So a lot of people were cutting. There was a guy there who just didn't seem to care yeah, at did, all. Did not give two shits. So yeah. 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 Again, it's not something we can blast AX for because they're not the ones who, no, who manage like exhibitor hall lines, but still. Yeah. Yeah. So Bushiro was an issue, but I think we still did get some, uh, some pretty interesting stuff. I got some some pins i think and then like a mari fan and then a towel a guilty kiss towel and stuff like that so i, I was happy with what i got there but yeah the line was a real pain yeah but but you guys <laughs> you were there for kind of another reason right uh what they were doing with the the stickers we wanted we yeah we wanted the signed stickers i didn't get a single one uh i didn't yeah. get one either so yeah we also kind of wanted the the ina iba um autograph tickets but both times we were there they sold out so yeah not great from bushy road still got to see Ina iba later we'll get into that yep. um yeah i got incredibly lucky at the bushy road booth I, at first i was very disappointed because they had some keychains that i thought were super cute but both of my best girls were sold out or at least the packs that they were included in were sold out uh-huh. um but then ended up with both Maki and Daya <laughs> keychains yeah. from the gotcha uh, thing. I think we trade. I think I yeah. gave you the Daya, you gave me Rico, which I was very happy with. Yeah, there was kind trade. of a little bit of a, a roundabout trade that we did. I ended up opening Maki, but then uh, you opened Daya, I opened Rico, or no, I opened Hanamaru. And yeah, Steve was Steven always going to swap for that one. Yeah, <laughs> so it I, Steven ended up with his his best girl keychain, and I ended up yeah, with both we of mine. Yeah, it was it was a good good bit of luck there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we I think we just at that point wandered around the exhibitor hall a little bit, uh, realized how freaking packed it was getting, and then kind of I think went our separate ways at this point because uh, Stephen and I had a <laughs> a panel that we absolutely had to hit up um, that was over at the Crunchyroll HQ in the Conga Room. And that was for, I don't know if it ever had like an official title, but Jeff Gersman and Dan Reichert of Giant Bomb were um, being hosted by Crunchyroll to have this panel <laughs> where they were shown various clips of anime uh, and deciding 
and they were like asked like you know what's this anime about would you watch this kind of thing because uh jeff and dan are kind of notorious for hating anime and everything to do with anime for a long long time i think thinking they hate anime even though yes. this even though the stuff they really like is anime yeah yeah <laughs> so and then recently they due to uh dragon ball fighter z they've started up a podcast called all systems goku where they watch dragon ball kai dragon ball z kai and kind of talk about it uh, which is a lot of fun um but, yeah and that was like a super fun panel really funny hearing them kind of explain what's happening in these clips and stuff <laughs> Um, and the conclusion that they came to at the very end of the panel is, I think, 100% accurate, that anime is not bad. It's the people who watch it that are bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. I had uh, a good time over there. Yeah, it was good. It was really fun. Cool. Um, uh, while you, you guys, guys were there, yeah. yeah, Carlos and I oh, that's right. hit up the uh, WB Japan panel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Carlos, you were at their panel, I believe, last year, you said. So I'll let you go ahead and describe the differences and how this panel ended up. I mean, it was pretty much the same. It was almost exactly the same, except, like, their stuff worked last year, but for the most part. It was in the exact same room. It was the exact same people. But last year, we got, like, a really funny Keijo video, whereas this year, um, nothing worked. Uh, yeah. We, they brought a bunch of... We, a bunch of uh, PVs that they couldn't show us because the iPad wasn't working with the like the AX system or whatever, like the, the LA Convention Center system. Um, and when they did have PVs that worked, the sound didn't work. So, for example, the people who are JoJo's fans in the audience, they brought a PV for them that nobody could watch or nobody could listen to. We could just see it, you know, all the stuff, which if you know JoJo's, you know that the music is kind of like a central thing. Like not, it's like, you know, that's what it's kind of one of the things it's famous for among you know, posing and, and insanity. Um, but yeah, so yeah, just nothing worked like and they were just ex essentially describing the anime to us, which was pretty bad. And then they had prizes to give out and their prizes were admittedly very cool. Very, very cool. Like signed scripts and stuff like that. The problem is, is that all the contests, like not all of it, but. Except for the first and last question, I think. Every other question was, like, because it was multiple choice, wrong answer, wrong answer, right answer. So, because uh, the, the, the question was always, like, here's the question. Now, A, is it A, Food Wars, B, Keijo, C, the right answer to the question. Yeah, yeah. Every single one was Food Wars, Keijo, and then the right answer. Except for the, like the last one, which like the last one, Food Wars was the right answer. And the first one, like didn't have any of those. I don't remember what the first question was, though. Uh -huh. um, I don't remember either, but I know the last question they asked the person actually, I think, got it wrong, but they felt bad not giving them the prize. Yeah. So they like split it with someone else or something. No, it no, is... no. You're talking about the that's that's the uh, they, they act like two like the hosts were trying to choose. And, like, one uh -huh. of the hosts was Japanese, and she was too nervous to choose. She felt bad. But on this particular one, she chose somebody, and then the other host chose somebody. So they, they were, like, they chose two people. And oh, is that what they, happened? And they both got the answer right. So, like, they had to split the price up. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, WV Japan, you had a shit show of a battle. Man, that was bad. And it sucks, because you guys have some amazing anime coming out. Uh, so... 
I, I would really have loved to have seen some of those PVs. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it was very, very. Um, we didn't get to see much of anything. And yeah, the English-speaking than... host was so nonchalant about it. I'm like, uh, I mean, you're at the biggest anime convention in the United States, possibly outside of just outside of Japan in general. Maybe a little bit of professionalism. Yeah, that was unfortunate for them. Yeah, it was. It was pretty bad. <laughs> like that's one of the worst panels I've ever been to. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, it was all good because. Uh, Got to see some some new stuff that was coming out. And they announced, uh, for those of you who are fans, I've never seen it. I need to go back and, and watch it because it's on the list. Uh, the new season of uh, Index. So a certain magical index or whatever the fuck the yes. whole title is. Yep. I just call it Index or Railgun because it's a lot easier for me. Um, so yeah, they announced that. People people went nuts, you know, kind of got excited. And I was like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> yay. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, um, I, I would. I, I should have sexy on Twitter right there. It, it would have made the uh, panel a little bit better. Anyway, and, uh, then we. So yeah, after that, I think we all met back up. Um, had some Chinese food at a, a dim sum place. Pretty damn good. Some really good. Uh, yeah, some dumplings and stuff like that. Um, and then we went back for the Aniplex panel. Which oh yes you're right, like I could it was not way remember anything than I thought, from this used to be. <laughs> I just could not remember a thing. Um, but you are thank you, Stephen, for adding that. Yes, because um, it was pretty much just a bunch of trailers for anime that was already out, or I guess some movies that hadn't come over quite yet, um, like a uh, regular magical high school movie and stuff like that, which looks pretty good. But yes, the let me eat your pancreas. Because I want uh, to eat your pancreas. Is yeah, what it was. Or, yeah, whatever it's called. <laughs> that that movie looks incredible. Yep. Um, and I don't know if they gave a release date for that. No, I don't. I don't think it's got one yet. But yeah, that that was definitely the highlight of that panel. Um, and then they also announced a Garden of Sinners box set for. Uh, a, a western release Ooh, you can finally own it yeah i think on right stuff it's about like what 280 260 something like that which sounds like a lot but it's like seven movies and it's also like 200 dollars cheaper than the <laughs> imported version was um so yeah that's exciting and in con to, you know to the contrary of wb anaplex mc is always you know full of energy and, and yeah albert runs I these panels really a, well yeah he, he's a lot of fun yeah he's a he's a great guy um although i will say and i i get that they have to to do this because it's their company and their company's putting it out mm, that 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 uh uh i i was not a fan of the hype for grand crest War. Oh, and yeah. we will get into that next episode, <laughs> but or maybe the episode after. We'll, we'll see. We haven't we haven't split up the shows yet, but anyway, yeah, um, yeah. I was like, mm. yeah, it's always uh, interesting to see um, licensors kind of hype up shows that have a very uh, tepid or lukewarm response. Oh, it has its fans. fans. I know it has its fans. Oh, I know it does but... for sure, but it's also like. I think it was kind of palpable how much people 
just didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> didn't care about it. Yeah. yeah. It was like a half and half. There were a couple people who wooed, but it was for the most part, it was either dead silence or people like me going, boo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, that's that's all I remember for that day. I don't even remember what we did for the yeah. rest of the evening. Okay, so really weird, but like a lot of the panels like when uh, were were weirdly spaced out because there were other industry panels that we completely missed because they happened right around the time the exhibitor hall was opening up, which is odd because normally AX like puts panels that no one will really give a crap about. Oh, not to say that mm-hmm. like they're they definitely ha- okay. Let me rephrase that. Pa- the less anticipated yeah. panels. panels that have the an audience. Panels. Yeah, panels that have yeah. audiences, but not huge audiences. Because like the Sentai Filmworks panel was right at that time, and it's like, why? That is a huge industry panel. That should be on day two or three, like, and in a prime time spot where you know people can get to it. But I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe they wanted to cut down on crowding and stuff like that. But I mean, people got to know what they're coming to in AX. So yeah. It was just really weird. Like the, the timing, there were a lot of industry panels we missed because they were just timed with other stuff and it just didn't work out. Now that you and, mentioned that, I think that's a really good point because considering the fact that AX had over 110,000 people that at any one point wanted to attend, I think they, I did read articles that said they capped attendance at one point on Saturday at 110. Um, the crowds were very well dispersed. So that could very well be why they did that this year. Yeah. Well, that was day one. Oh, and another weird thing, just like we're going to, we'll get into, I, I won't say a whole lot about them because this isn't an 18 plus podcast. I mean, it's an explicit podcast, but you know, we're not going to go into the realm of, of porn just yet. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Anyway. Uh, but um, there weren't as many 18 plus panels this year. And those are like usually the really fun ones. I was kind of disappointed. Like, like, you know, the big, the big names brought it like the, the fun stuff. But uh, this year, yeah, not as many uh, like just kind of fun off the wall 18 plus panels. So nothing on day one. So yeah, essentially after the Aniplex panel, we were just done. I think during the Aniplex panel, exhaustion and jet lag hit me and I was a zombie. Yeah, you were dying. Uh, yeah. Um, by the time we were walking out of that Aniplex panel, I'm just happy that I had you guys to kind of lead me because I was pretty much in zombie mode. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay. But yeah, I think we got back just kind of... Uh, Chilled out. Chilled out. I think maybe we'll watch some, uh, some what, third live stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I throw on uh, the uh, third live. The Blu-rays, mm-hmm. yeah. And then day two, which was, uh, man, what a day for me. Um, I have no idea what you guys even did, but I spent my entire day at the Anime Expo Film Festival um, watching movies. So I'll just kind of go into these real quick. I don't want to spend too much time. I'm not going to give like a full review or anything because I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, But I'll definitely share my thoughts and then give like a score or something. Uh, The first movie that I saw was Flavors of Youth, which was done by Convicts Wave, um, who did Your Name. Um, It was directed by Yoshitaka Takeuchi, who has been an animator previously on Shinkai's films. Um, so definitely had a the the kind of feel and touch of a uh, of a Shinkai film. Um, I wouldn't say it was as refined necessarily. It definitely had um, some pacing issues, but it was a very interesting film because it was an anthology movie, 
um, featuring three like 30 minute stories about different flavors of youth. Uh, the first one was about a, a boy, um, who like lived in this town that had this famous like noodle shop that eventually closed down and kind of like his journey through life and experiencing, you know, various noodle shops and stuff and how nothing ever quite lived up to, uh, the noodles he had as a child and everything that he experienced as a kid. Um, it was interesting. It was super, super heavy on like the, um, like the monologuing, like there's a lot of exposition, a lot of like third person kind of explaining of feelings and stuff, which was okay. Not exactly what I was looking for. Uh, the second story was much more interesting. It was about two sisters, one who, um, became a model and the other who was a designer and they're kind of struggle to support each other and like because uh, their parents I think had passed away while they were young so they kind of had to figure out how to you know make a living on their own um, and the older sister definitely wanted to support the younger sister uh, at the cost of you know her health and sanity and stuff like that um, but it was a it was a cute story and then the third one was about a boy and a girl who um, definitely had a thing for each other when they were in like middle school. They got separated um, in high school due to kind of some miscommunication and misunderstandings. And then it's just kind of the, the story of uh, like they used cassette tapes to kind of talk to each other, which is a very cute thing. And uh, the guy finds this cassette tape that he didn't know he had with a message from her. So it's kind of his journey to find this old cassette player that he had as a kid and kind of see what she, her final thoughts were and then uh, where they go from there. Uh, it was kind of interesting because it's a, like a joint production with a, a Chinese, uh, I think producer and it takes place in China. So I think it's like, uh, various regions in China. So that was kind of a, a different take. All the names are Chinese as well. Um, do you guys have any questions or anything about that movie before I move on? Perfect. Nailed it. Is, it, is, um, is, is this the film that's coming out on Netflix? Yes. Yeah, it is a Netflix film. Um, I want to say it's coming out fairly soon. August, maybe? August 4th? Something like okay. that? Um, it's definitely worth a watch. I think I would probably give it a three out of five. Um, cause it does like, it definitely has that kind of, uh, animation polish of your name. Definitely not like your name is on a, a God tier level, um, all around. <laughs> um, but it definitely has that kind of Shinkai feel in a lot of ways. Uh, so definitely worth a watch. Oh boy. <sighs> The second film that I saw was Liz and the Bluebird, which is a spin-off movie based on uh, Sound Euphonium, the kind of banned anime from uh, Kyoto Animation. Uh, we've gotten two seasons of that so far, and so this was kind of takes place after the second season, 
and follows uh, Mizore, who's an oboist, and Nozomi, who plays the flute. And kind of, uh, they were kind of a bigger part of the second season. And uh, it kind of explores their relationship. Um, and this piece of music that they're playing called Liz and the Bluebird, and how it kind of reflects their feelings towards each other. And it's just, it was freaking amazing. Um, I don't want to say much more because there's a lot that I think is better experienced uh, in the film. It's very Kyoani, uh, it you know, looks wise and just kind of feel. Um, trying to think if there's anything else I want to comment on on that one. Small cameos from the uh, rest of the cast, but it's definitely focused more on Mizore and uh, Nozomi, and uh, like. It's just so good. Um, I came out of that movie just like on Cloud Nine Part Two this weekend. This is definitely the second best thing I experienced this weekend, and it is probably my second favorite anime film ever behind you, your name. So uh, definitely, if you get the chance, watch this one because it is coming to theaters. I don't think they gave a date though uh, for when that would be taking place. That's great. Um... And I'm assuming this works really well as a standalone and pretty high praise for, for someone like you who's watched a lot of anime movies. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think you need to have seen Sound Euphonium to get something out of this film. Um, I think, you know, having some knowledge of the characters um, is useful, but not essential in any way. Um, yeah. And then, so any other questions about that one? Um, you see, you already, you already answered my question. I was going to ask if when is it coming to theaters, but you don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, this year, I think, soon probably. Hope it comes to the states. I hope it gets a decent release. Yeah, no, I know the next the next movie is getting a really good release for an anime movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the the third and final movie that I watched on the day two of Anime Expo was Machia, when the promised flower blooms. Which is the directorial debut of Mario Kata, who has done scripts for a just a shit ton of anime. Um, she did uh, Anthem of the Heart, Lull in the Sea, Toradora, Anohana. The list goes on and on. She's very well established. No more. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, oh, one final note. I, I skipped over for Liz and the Bluebird, the other movie. It was directed by um, Naoko Yamada, who did K-On! Clannad. Um, and the thing that really kind of stood out for me was A Silent Voice. And I definitely kind of felt uh, some of the, the pacing and feel of A Silent Voice in Liz and the Bluebird. So if you like The Silent Voice, definitely uh, go watch that one. But yeah, Makia, uh, done by Mario Kata. It's the story... It's like I went into this one probably knowing the least about it, and I was very surprised. Um, I can't remember what race she is, but Machia is part of this like kind of mythical race of, um, I guess, humanoid beings that have. I don't know if it's everlasting life or if I think it's, it's just, just extended life. Yeah, super extended period. Uh, 
of life, like hundreds, if not thousands of years. Um, so she's a young girl in this village. Um, her friend Lelia, uh, and oh god, what was the dude's name? Uh, Crud, I don't know, I can't remember. Crim, Crim, that's That's it, yes, Crim. Um, they're kind of a, a trio, and uh, the village gets attacked by this like neighboring human kingdom who found out where they were and are a bunch of scumbags and want to infuse their royal bloodline with the blood of this race to kind of you know secure their um, power for a long period of time. So they destroy this village that Machia lives in uh, and kidnap a bunch of uh, of the the girls in the village. And so Machia manages to escape on like this dragon that is about to die or whatever. Um, and she stumbles upon a like a um, an encampment of like traveling merchants and stuff that had been raided by um i guess raiders and everyone in the village was murdered except for this small newborn child who makia takes in and decides to raise and it's just kind of like from there it's the the theme is like you know what is family um what does she have what it takes to be a mom to this child and that kind of stuff and I really, really liked it. Um, I felt like the pacing was maybe a little strange at times because they definitely do a lot of time skipping um, due to like the length of her life and the relationships that she encounters as she kind of does this traveling and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, this movie's coming out in like a week, like July 21st to the 26th, you can go see this in film. So I don't want to say like anything that would be spoilery at all, because it's definitely worth a watch, but I know Steven, you watched this on the way home. Yeah. So Um, they were, they were showing it on the flight. So yeah, that's, that's pretty insane. Yeah. Um, So what what did you think? What were your kind of uh, thoughts coming out of it? I I loved it. It was, it's really up there with one of my favorite anime films. Um, I really enjoyed the kind of the like I don't want to spoil anything. I know, I know. <laughs> it's so hard. Um but like the the relationship as she's growing up um and the kind of the trials and tribulations with having to to deal with the fact that she's not the child's true mother. Yeah. Um that yeah. was something that hit really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think they portrayed it really well. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> I cried at the end of that film. I don't I, know about I, you, but I was crying on the flight, which is probably not the best place <laughs> to cry in public. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it hit all the right emotional things for me. It's definitely I'm going to take my parents to go see it because I think it's a film that they would get a lot out of. Um, yes. And yeah, this because... is a film that's getting a great U.S. release this month and mm. next month, I believe. It. I mean, the theater around the corner for me is playing it next weekend, so I might go check it out myself. 
yeah, yeah please do because it, w- it was really good i i would um, i would honestly say that um the ending is one of the most stunning pieces of film that i've seen in a long time yeah it, it, it's really good yeah it, it really they know they know what they're going for they know how they want to destroy you as a person and they they nail it so for sure um I would probably give it a, oh, I would give it a four out of five. I would give it more if I don't know. Like, I I do have problems with the pacing, but the story was really good and they really enjoyed it. So I give it a four out of five. I don't know if you want to rate it, Stephen. Yeah, I'd probably give it. Um, I'd probably give it a four out of five. Um, but it's on the high end of a four. Yeah, it's so for close sure, for sure. But yeah. Um. Also, listen to the blue. Bird gets a five out of five. That goes without saying. If it's my second favorite film ever, so um, yeah. So that was my day, um, the film festival of AX. <laughs> but uh, I'm very curious to hear what you guys did because I have no idea. Uh, did we do anything before this first thing that I had written down? I think we just went to the. Uh, we went to the. I think we hit the dealer hall again early. Yeah, you know? that's the first thing I think I, I wrote down and. Uh, we hit the dealer hall because we wanted to a look at the Busher Road line, which we went nope and didn't go. Um, <laughs> and B, we wanted to try and see uh, what do you call it? A Aniplex had brought uh, a an idol group, uh, an up and coming idol group that do kind of the same thing that uh, Aquarius does, uh, where they they have characters and they sing and dance to the music that are in their animated. Um, music videos uh they're called 227 or sorry 227 um and we really wanted to go there to see one girl in particular who is like was raised in america until she was like 16 but like went over to audition for this group and got in um her (laughs) name is sally amaki and if you haven't seen her we will post something on this on this Member, yeah, we will post something <laughs> on this. Actually, she's she's on our site right now. If you go to uh, animearcade.net, the first page, just scroll down to where it says uh, uh, a, uh, I think it's a squared YouTube uh, spotlight. Uh, we have a video from her, and you're gonna want to follow her on that and on something else because she is amazing. Because uh, she speaks in like her, she has like you know a Japanese way of speaking, which is very polite and stuff like that. You know, very usual. But her. Uh, her English persona is something else. Yeah. Um, and thank you. She's a beautiful trainer. Thank rep. you, Stephen, for introducing, <laughs> introducing us. No to problem. <laughs> yeah. So, so she's great. And we tried to see her, but the thing is, is this is one of the things where like, I'm not sure if this is Antiplex's fault or if this is AX's fault, but, or maybe it was super last minute, but they put her on a stage in the dealer hall. Which was a bad idea to begin with because the dealer hall is crowded to begin with. But, like, yeah, uh, people crowded around that stage and essentially they had to cap the crowd. Like, they had, like, this weird rope thing going around the people, (laughs) which would have been super uncomfortable to be in. Like, so we, we, like, kind of spotted her from, uh, I think it was the Crunchyroll booth that we were just kind of milling about in. But, yeah, it was, that was a... That was a crowded shit show. Yeah, that was not very well planned, especially right at the entrance. It's yeah, just... it, it was literally right at the entrance of of the dealer hall. So people were crowding in to begin with. And they kind of had to take this ribbon and like kind of almost 
squeeze people like <laughs> squeeze the people in so no more people could get in behind the the rope i guess yeah uh it was it was yeah it was odd pretty weird uh but i mean we got to see her like for a little bit and then we just kind of were like matt this isn't worth it because you know we'd have to crowd with a whole bunch of other people and it's already crowded to begin with so we decided to go to another place that was you know totally crowded because that makes logical sense uh we went to artist alley which was humongous this year but it is every year so giant yeah um like it was a repurposed parking garage essentially (laughs) yeah yeah. Um, the, I mean, this, this day it was, it was super crowded. Um, but I mean, that makes sense. It's day two, which was like a Friday. So yeah, we, we walked around, uh, grabbed some stuff. I grabbed way too many keychains than I'll ever need. Uh, but I know <laughs> them all. So meh. Uh, and, oh, what do you call it? I don't know. You you hadn't talked to a whole lot of a whole lot of these artists just yet, right, Jeff? That was like a day later, or no? That yeah. No, I I didn't meet um the the in my opinion the highlight artist from the con until the next day uh, when I went down there. But, okay. Uh. Well, then. So uh, so you know after walking around Artist Alley for a bit, trying to see what we could see, uh, we went to the uh we, we did meet um I did meet chanel or the mascot for our artist it was a pleasure to meet her uh finally so that was that was pretty cool but yeah the her uh, her booth was pretty crowded so uh after that we decided to go to the community stage which was in the entertainment hall which was where all the gaming stuff was and all that stuff and we got to see ina iba uh, perform on stage she only performed two songs uh for those of you don't know Ina Iba uh, is the voice actress for Yukina from uh, Bang Dream, uh, not the anime, the the game. I don't, I don't know. Yukina's not in the end. No, Yukina's not in the anime anywhere. So yeah, just she's just from the game right now. <laughs> um, we may get into this later, but yes, yeah, since I've been home from AX, I've kind of become addicted to Bang Dream, <laughs> <laughs> and I wish I had known of the game i knew of the game but i wish i had kind of connected to the game before we saw this performance because to be honest with you i was kind of it it, it was a little uncomfortable for, for I, we were standing for a long time waiting couldn't really hear the performance that well, well we, I, we um, could hear the performance just fine it was when they talked like the mc bit like the sound mm-hmm. was just not great the sound system wasn't great yeah but yeah no her, and her I singing voice was fine for me yeah the performance was good you're right i mean um it was. Uh, I didn't know the songs either, so I, I may have appreciated it a little more if I knew the songs. But yeah, Roselia songs—they're really like they sound amazing, but they're a pain in the ass to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, though that that again, the venue or the location they used to host that particular event was not big enough. <laughs> I mean, it was it was big. It was much bigger than the the two two seven or twenty two seven. I keep fucking that up. Uh, stage. In the dealer hall, but yeah, like just any song, AX, whoever's whoever's picking next year. If you can get Pop and Party or Roselia or both, I will be there. Because oh, yeah. at the <laughs> Microsoft Theater with my light sticks, ready to go, ready to hear some banger music. Um, I'll be there, and hopefully they play some of their covers too, because that'd be amazing. But uh, um, thoughts on the on the performance, Ina Iba, uh, Stephen. Yeah, the performance was good. Like, 
yes, the the stage was probably the wrong place to host it. Um, there were it was it was disappointing when there were people recording it as well. Yeah, some guy came uh, in with his GoPro like camera and like people like told him to you know, get the hell out of here with that camera. You don't do that at Japanese concerts. Yeah. You know what I think was weird? Um, and I, I hate to interrupt you, but and you may have been ready to say this, but they had her rehearse. So we kind of got the show twice. <sighs> <laughs> but. Normally she would rehearse on a like on a stage like like if it was in the Microsoft Theater when no one was there. But because the community mm-hmm. sta- uh, stage always had people there, she had to rehearse in front of us. So yeah, that was really weird. Sorry, Stephen, I might have interrupted a thought you were having there, but I just wanted to uh, get that out before no, it was no, too No, no, that was pretty much exactly what I was going to say about the research, the rehearsal bit. Like, that was, like, she she shouldn't have been put under pressure to rehearse in front of everyone. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they like, dropped that's, the ball on that's that one. That's tough. She was, a, she was a trooper, though. And, yeah, yeah. Like, her character in Bang Dream is pretty pretty low key, right? She, she's, um, I don't know her too well. Roselia's. She's the Roselia you, lead yeah. singer. Yeah, yeah. You, you just yeah, might not have gotten through enough of the story, but yeah, she's. I haven't gotten through their story. She's super like monotone and yeah, low she, from she's seen. for sure my favorite character. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love it when like there's little bits where she just like melts when there's cats. Yeah, yeah she's a cat person. <laughs> Yeah, personality I changes. Roselia is pretty much everyone in Roselia except for um, Akko has been near the bottom of my list so far in that game. So I like Rin. Rin, Rin and Akko are great. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, we kind of went our separate ways again. Uh, we went to the Super Live, and Jeff, you went to the SAO panel. I did. Yeah, I think this SAO panel was, according to the app, the most scheduled to be attended panel. Um, it was packed, and uh, the Rooster Teeth panel, I want to say, was right before this. Um, and AX was not clearing out any of these panel halls, so there was a lot of people in Rooster Teeth that were there waiting for the panel, for the SAO panel. Um, and what they were doing. And I was fortunate enough to be press because they were just letting press kind of freely walk into these panels. By the time I got there, they would have made me get in line if I wasn't press. Um, So I was able to get into the Rooster Teeth panel and watch the end of that. Uh, They had a fun panel for the the last 10 minutes. They were, you know, taking some questions. They were pretty funny guys, the Rooster Teeth guys. I don't know too much about them. Um, I know they do Red versus Blue and Ruby. But but yeah, uh, everyone kind of rushed the front. I ended up getting relatively close to the front and um, was next to a couple pretty, uh, pretty big SAO super fans. So that made the panel kind of fun because they were they were really getting into it. <laughs> but uh, um, basically, not so much there by way of content and to report. It was just kind of a fun panel, uh, and we had the English voice actors of Kirito and Asuna, and they emceed the panel. Um, we had the Japanese voice actor for Kirito and the Japanese voice actresses for, um, Len and, uh, the new girl who I forget her name now from the new Alice, uh, didn't get too much from Alice. Len was just ridiculously adorable. Uh, um, I have a whole new like for that character now (laughs) after seeing her voice actress, uh, and we also had the gun gal online producer was there as well 
And they just did a lot of fun things. This is one particularly cute thing where the Kirito's uh, English and Japanese voice actors competed to see who made the best magical girl. So they both did a uh, a little <laughs> skit where they acted like a magical girl, and that got the especially Kirito's iteration of a magical girl was kind of hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they're they're they just had fun. I guess they talked about things. They they talked a little bit about. Uh, the new they showed a trailer i guess that's the really one big piece of new uh content we got was a, a teaser trailer for alicization um arc of sword art which looks good and looks like uh, it's going to be a little bit of darkness going on in there again so um yeah back to the dark dark uh sword art which we haven't gotten with the gun gale arc which uh, has actually been we'll talk about that when we review it but <laughs> uh it's been been nice but um yeah it was fun I, I enjoyed the panel a lot uh definitely if you were there uh hopefully you did as well <laughs> uh and then uh steven and i uh we went to the super live uh which was the kind of uh, amalgamation of a bunch of uh, of four different uh uh really popular uh, anime song artists and just you know artists in their own right um, these artists were, uh, <laughs> main, uh, does she usually go by Senketsu girl Sayuri? I was just saying Sayuri the whole time. Uh, Aimer and, uh, Yuki Kajiro. Uh, Ka <laughs> I can't believe I messed that up. Yuki Kaju Kajiura. Little up. That's really hard to say. Um, <laughs> You know what we forgot to mention before you get into the concert was we found that merch stand that was almost completely without a yeah. line outside no, that was the just, concert. That was just the uh, Annie song one. It was kind of yeah. surprising, but yeah, it was just like because it wasn't awkward, yeah, it was like no line. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, out in the 106 degree heat, these poor guys had to stand <laughs> out in for the merch tent. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought I'd mention that because you guys got a lot of cool merch from that. Um. Steven, did you want to go over some of the, your highlights for this concert? Well, we won't go over the complete uh, set list, but yeah, that like uh, there were quite a few really good songs in this one. Yeah, so my highlight going into this was always going to be to see Aimer live. Um, it's something that's been on my list for a long, long time since hearing, um, I think it was since hearing Starring Child for the first time. Um, I've wanted to see her live. I've a member of her fan club, all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I was very excited. Um, as well as um, Sayuri, like uh, all of her music is very unique. I own many of the CDs. Um, and also one of the songs that she actually performed uh, is my favorite Sayuri song, but it's not an anime song. So I was very happy she sang it. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, Any um, particular an anime songs that you guys heard that you were really impressed with? Um, May uh, Main sang the the opening to uh, Restaurant to Another World, which is usually sung with Wake Up Girls, but since they're breaking up, she did it by herself, which was impressive. Um, Sayuri sang uh, the ED for Erased, which I just love. Cool. It's an amazing song. Uh, 
Amor did the ending to um, the, uh, oh god, the name's eluding me now. <laughs> that show that just aired a couple uh, seasons after ago. The rain? With the, yes. That, thank you. After and the she, rain. She yeah. did sing that one too, which was, was yeah, yeah. pretty high for me because uh, I love that show. And then uh, Yuki, I'm just going to call Yuki. Uh, she, uh, she is a com- like kind of a composer. So she had three singers and then a band with her while she was playing uh, the keyboard. Um, and the highlight for me for, for the concert was hearing her play the Fate OST music, uh, especially because she did uh, the uh, the theme from uh, the most recent movie, uh, Heaven's Heaven, Feel. Heaven's Feel? Yeah. The most recent Heaven's Feel movie, the first one, the Lancer and Assassin song just always gets me going. It's such a good theme. And it's such a like just remembering the scene. I'm like, God damn, Ufotable did a really good job. But then like hearing the music, I'm like, God damn, she did a good job getting me into that scene. Like just like <laughs> bringing that whole world uh, to life with that music. Um, so, yeah, just it, the whole the whole show. And like I immediately... When I got home, I started downloading like Amor and Sayori music because they're so good. Like, there's the thing about this concert was like, except for Maine, a lot of this music was really slow. So there's a light stick motion that you use uh, for really slow moving songs. My shoulders and arms were dead after this concert because I was doing that <laughs> light stick motion so often. Yeah, I do remember that. You you saying that. <laughs> Um, so that's, uh, that, that's pretty much the highlights from that concert. Um, I would also say that like, just to, um, pick out the songs that I really enjoyed from Sayuri, uh, my favorite song was, uh, um, which is not an anime song is just a beautiful song about rejection. <laughs> Which mm. is yeah, you, like mm. it's one of those songs where when she's performing it, you you feel the emotion. Um, wow, that's that's amazing. Uh, so there's that one. Uh, I really enjoyed the whole of Amos set list, but Starring Child, Brave Shine, uh, and Last Stardust are all excellent songs. God, I forgot she did Brave Shine. Such yeah. a good song. The power behind that song. Oh. So mm-hmm. good, and she did a yeah, whole. That song set still list. brings me chills sometimes when I hear it. <laughs> yeah, so her whole set list she did with just piano accompaniment. Mm-hmm. Um, she did it completely, kind of just just a piano, just her sitting in the middle of the stage, um, and that was incredible. And then right at the end, uh, after I thought I wasn't going to see Ama come on stage again, she performed with Yuki Kajira. Um, and they performed the song that Amos sings for the Heavens Feel ending theme, mm-hmm. um, which Yuki Kajira actually produced for Amos anyway. Um, so they did that duet on stage at the end just to close everything out, and that was stunning. Nice. And That's awesome. I, I made a noise when Amos came back on stage that was unnatural <laughs> to a human. <laughs> 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 can confirm <laughs> yes i actually apologize to carlos <laughs> i'm like it's all right man. <laughs> uh no but yeah it was it was amazing 
like last year's super live was was incredible for like the hype kind of music this one like yeah very powerful music very uh, emotional music that was like wow for sure nice. we also had the vip concert or we also had the vip tickets for that one but uh the goodbye event was was a lot less uh um eventful than it would have than it was for the awkward one uh the only thing is Amer wasn't there for the goodbye thing, but uh she's um she's a pretty shy artist from what Steven was telling yeah. me. Yeah, she doesn't normally show her face um at shows and things, so it was it was only natural that she wasn't gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Um I felt bad for again, Sayuri. Say- Sayuri yeah. was there, but she was like like she's very clearly also one of those very shy artists and very uh, timid. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I felt bad for her because I'm like, no, no, <laughs> you don't have yeah. to be here. Yeah. I could say goodbye to me. I wonder how someone with that personality um, manages to make their way into that profession. That's uh, it, it's interesting. It's an interesting kind of oxymoron, I guess. But you were saying, uh, Jeff, what were you guys doing? Oh yeah, Logan and I hit the art house again. <laughs> I think there was just the fourth, the fourth trip uh, we, for the group. We didn't write it, but like we had hit the art house too, somewhere between like Artist Alley and or somewhere between the dealer hall, Artist Alley, and Ina Iba. Like we hit the. I know we we went to eat sometime that day. Yeah. I, <laughs> I promise I wasn't going the whole time without eating, like I did when I first started going to AX. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was one thing I noticed is like. I was never really super hungry Mm-mm. the entire But then you like week. you look around and you're like, shit, have I eaten? When was the last time I, I ate? Know. Yeah. Holy crap, was it yesterday? Yeah. So I prepared, I actually brought groceries on the trip with me. And um <laughs> thankfully I had a lot of like hand, you know, easily easily grabbed snacks, you know, my my you know, energy bars that Logan pointed out looked like actual shit. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, my Takis packs and stuff. So yeah, no, I, I ate pretty consistently throughout the day each day, which was really helpful. I think I would recommend to anybody who goes to a con to do something like that. Uh, this day, I think there was a somewhat interesting, actually, was this the day we went to the high dive 18 plus panel or was that the next that had to be the, yeah that had to be this day so so i didn't write it down but uh at the end of this day we went to the high dive 18 plus panel which essentially they just showed us um a bunch of the etchy that they have yeah I mean, and it showed how to access it yeah 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 and i'm like i've seen all these shows i mean i i appreciated all the naked breasts that were on the screen but i'd seen all of them <laughs> So, um, <laughs> essentially, like, like they had like a little, a little, what do you call it? Uh, they they had some fun games in that one. I will say, like yeah. they they had etchy scenes that they bright bring two people up to to voice act out, and some of the people were surprisingly clever, which is uh, unusual at uh, at these things. <laughs> um, da, 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 da. and then there was like a. There was one game that I thought was amusing, which they called it Pleasure or Pain, and they showed like what looked like it could be an etchy scene, and it was like, all right, is this person in pleasure or pain? <laughs> and the one that was amusing was the the one that was both, because the guy was technically a, a masochist, so he was experiencing both. Uh, 
That's yeah, funny. it was a funny, it was a funny little thing. Uh, it's interesting to me to hear uh, since coming back that apparently the Apple version of the app blocks you from uh, those types of scenes because uh, I don't know because nanny state whatever because but, Apple uh, because Apple yeah. Uh, so you either have to deal with Windows updates fucking up your shit, or you have to deal with no etchy, and I'd I'd rather have my shit fucked up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's just who I am. Um, yeah, and that was that. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a uh, a huge eighteen plus panel, but it was funny, and it was you know um, like amusing to see. It's always amusing to be in a room full of people who are like, yeah, we're all perverts in here. We can all just kind of like laugh at this kind of crap. Yeah, there was an interest. It's an interesting environment for sure. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that uh, in the in the next day. So uh, we went back to the hotel room. <laughs> This was the day I think Logan, you were just passed out by the time we got there. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I think that this is that that was day three because I um, oh, was it. I was passed out. I That's think I went back to the right. hotel with Logan. That, yeah, oh, that yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. No, because I remember because I had my on day three. I bought my Amelia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was sleeping with it. Yeah, you were cuddling with Amelia we'll, when we'll, we got we'll back get there. Yeah. So. Uh, day three of the con dawned, and I got up early, and these guys got up early with me, uh, because we were going to try our damnedest to get Ina Iba uh, autographs by going to the Bushy Road booth again, which... Well, you were. Yeah, well, me and, me and Steven were. Uh, yeah. Like, we left Logan asleep uh, in the hotel, and we got on the shuttle, and the shuttle took us on a tour... <laughs> Of the hotels, <laughs> we went to all the hotels and right back to our hotel without without setting foot next. Uh, and guess who was waiting for yeah, the shuttle at the and hotel? Logan was, <laughs> and Logan was there waiting for us, and we're like, "Hey, we we just took a tour of all the fucking hotels." <laughs> uh, oh man, that was very strange walking on that bus and seeing you guys. I was very confused. Yeah, yeah I was I was not terribly happy because we probably could have gotten a better spot in the line and probably could have gotten there in yeah. there earlier. Uh, but we queued up for a long, long time, um, to get into the dealer hall and the, like there was priority access into the convention center, but once you get into the convention center, it's not really a line to get into the dealer hall so much as it is a mass of humanity. Something needs to be done about this. It's a mass of humanity mm-hmm. that gets funneled towards three, three escalators. Three escalators that are—they're all going up to their credit. At least there's not like at least they don't fuck up enough for there to be one going down because people would fucking climb the one that was going down. <laughs> uh, yeah, a mass of humanity. Three escalators, like two huge sets of stairs, open to our left and right, but we're only allowed on the three escalators. Um, which just baffling. Anyway, uh, so. Uh, in the line, we 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 watched the uh the second England game, which they won, uh, beat Sweden, um, Ooh. which was was fun to watch <laughs> with uh with Stephen on his smartphone. Um, when we got in though, people had booked it to the Bushy Road booth, and we were in a hell of a line. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah, I won't say much more than that. I'll let you guys go out on on with what you did, except to say that. We stood in that line for quite a while for when we were uh, nearish the front, hearing that the Ina Iba uh, 
autograph tickets were completely sold out. And then when we were actually at the fucking front, that the jackets that I was like, okay, let's just stay in line for the jackets were sold out. And by the time we got there, it was just like gotcha uh, badges that were available. And I had like really bad luck on those gotcha badges. So I was like, well, that was a huge waste of my morning. <laughs> yeah. You guys had a much better third day morning, though. So I'll let you guys. Oh, we did. Yeah. So Jeff and I um, joined you guys for the like the line to get into the convention center. And then we decided to um, go and visit the entertainment hall first thing because there was something that I wanted to do, which was fake Grand Order VR, which I think we'll get into more um for day four because you guys came with me that day and did yeah it. um but so yeah we lined up in like uh the premier ada press line for the entertainment hall which was nice in a way like there was a lot of confusion with that line but it sounds a hell of a lot better than the entertainment yeah. hall mm-hmm. experience yeah. or uh exhibitor hall experience rather um so we made friends with uh, a couple people in that line. There was a an artist alley um, gal whose name I cannot remember. I have her card somewhere, just not on me. She was a lot of fun. Was it Goku? Yeah, she was super um, cool. Go- no. Uh, no, 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 not Goku. Um, oh, okay. She was really into Voltron. <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> I think she and essentially the uh, there were a couple other people yeah, we also met a couple hosts of a One Piece podcast who were super yeah. cool. Um, you know, kind of connected with them on Twitter a little later too. So, uh, who knows? So, uh, look forward to maybe having a future relationship with them as well. But um, they were in line for uh, autographs to the Voltron artists, the storyboard artists, uh, for a very, very limited run of tickets to get autographs from them. And I'll talk about that because I ended up deciding instead of going with Logan to go with them because I thought that was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. Uh, but yeah, standing in line with them was fun. I think we made some pretty good, you know, pretty good relationships with those people uh, yeah. for the short we, time uh, we stood with them. We discovered that the way to do anime expos to um, fake an injury. Well, <laughs> fake an injury or just say you have an injury because uh, we were in line geez, what, two and a half hours before it opened? Something like that, yeah. Um, and people who showed up much later than us, within maybe a half an hour of the doors opening, who claimed to have disabilities of some kind, we actually see a crowd of them run by us to the front of the line to where the doors open. Run, mind you. Um, because they had ADA badges, which was a little bit frustrating for those of us who were waiting in line for two hours. And we uh, we come to kind of do a little bit of research and find out that all you have to do to get an ADA badge is just say that you have a disability and they can't dispute it whatsoever and they have to give you it. So I feel like there needs to be some uh, checks and balances there. I feel like that's kind of a broken system. Well, it's not, it's not just um, a broken system be... for us. It's a broken system for the people who are actually ADA. Because then exactly. people yeah, run yeah, ahead no, of that's... them and it's like... And it's yeah, not it's not yeah. that like every disability is, you know, you have to be like on crutches or something like that. But, no, but no. you know, you could like you could tell. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I have a slight hearing loss in my left ear. Does that qualify me for ADA? Right. I would 
feel bad about yeah i have that, a i have but, a kidney disease hey. that disqualified me from continuing my military service like past my first term in the military i mean i but i would feel terrible because i'm still good enough to stand in line stand yeah. in line yeah but i don't know it, we were talking about it and like a lot of us think that there needs to be stricter mm-hmm. guidelines like actual proof that you require this this yeah. ADA pass. Doctor's but note. The, I think doctor's note. Uh, the same thing that you need exactly. to get out of school. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of abuse from our vantage point. Um, and I, I'm not complaining personally because we were invited as press. And, uh, you know, I think that was incredibly generous mm-hmm. and beneficial that we were there for that. And, you know, you guys paid a lot of money to get to the front of the line, um, Carlos and Steven. And uh, I don't know, for, for the people who were premier badge holders and the people who waited hours and hours in line, it's a demoralizing feeling, especially when there's super limited autograph runs um, to see 50 people get ahead of you because they claim to be disabled. Or um, And again, if they are disabled, all the power to them. I guess that's not a good thing to say, but um, <laughs> I agree that they should. Uh, I agree that they should. And you can cut that if you want, but um, no, I agree that they should be able to get to the front of the line but there should be like you said checks and balances that way people are not uh abusing that privilege yeah i i feel like you know this is just me spitballing about a way that this could be solved is that there should be maybe different levels of ada like ada can be on the same level as press and premiere but like there should be maybe like a higher tier of ada that's like wheelchairs and accessibility issues mm-hmm. um that you know they do need to get into their into the hall early so they don't get run over by the horde of people that are running to these booths and stuff like that right um so it's it's a tricky issue to solve um and it's one that i'm sure they're giving a lot of thought to because uh, we'll get to this on day four but it seemed a lot better <laughs> after they kind of maybe had a little talk about uh line procedures and stuff like that but anyways we finally got into the hall i went straight for fake go vr um had an absolute blast with that uh jeff you went and got your ticket yep i went with our uh, new friends uh to grab the autograph ticket i also went and i met the creator of dragon quest um stood in line for that got his autograph uh he drew a slime for me that was pretty cool too (laughs) the iconic (laughs) Um, yeah yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I, I didn't quite know what to say to him. I haven't played a Dragon Quest game since I was a kid. Um, when I played Dragon Warrior on the NES, and uh, so I I walked up and I you know I kind of said hello and kind of did my best impersonation of a Japanese bow uh, without looking too crazy, and um, he started signing. and His interpreter asked uh, if I'm a fan of the series, and so I, I said, uh, Yeah, actually, it was one of the first games I ever played. It was you know on the on the NES, and and he says uh, she translates for him, and he uh, he's like, Oh, Dragon Warrior, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I you know I kind of I kind of nodded and I said, Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know he finished signing and he smiled and I said thank you and took her picture and that see that that's so, got to be weird for him. Because you got to realize mm-hmm. that like he was an adult when he made that game, and you were a kid, <laughs> yeah. and now you're a fully grown adult. And like, yep. I, I don't know if that's Jeff, but like a gray-haired adult, so he's gonna yeah, be looking at yeah. you like, "Holy shit, how old am I?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. 
absolutely he was cool yeah he was definitely seemed like a cool friendly guy so um uh, it was definitely not an experience i i actually did not expect i expected to wait in line for the initial ticket to get the storyboard artists um autographs so when i got that ticket quickly and was able to then run to the dragon quest line to get his autograph i hadn't really mentally prepared for that i guess so i wasn't quite sure what to do when i got up there (laughs) um I, I just wasn't expecting it. So it was a cool surprise. Yeah, that that whole area with the Dragon Quest stuff, I thought it was that was really well set up too. AX, good job. Definitely. Good job on the entertainment hall. I really enjoyed the entertainment hall this yeah, year. It was pretty cool. For sure. No Weiss Schwartz though, which was a real shame. Yeah, I mean that's yes. that's what she wrote's fault. Yeah, I know, I know. Just throwing it out uh, there. But uh, then I think after that, we kind of all met back up because you guys had yep. your disaster with uh, Bushy Road. Um and then I think I briefly hit up the artist alley because I hadn't been yet and saw how crowded it was. Saw a couple things I wanted to get, but it was like, I can wait till tomorrow to get back in here. So we ditched that. And then we went to go get in line for the Fate Grand Order panel, I think. Yeah, we sat in on the on the Furikuri and Production IG panel because they weren't clearing that room. It was the Petri Hall. Yeah, it and, was, uh, it was another kind of weird thing where we yeah. walked up, um, asked if they were going to be making a line. They said, no, we're not going to be clearing the room either. Um, and they didn't let you guys in right away, but they let me and Jeff in. Uh, at least, yeah, because you guys are press. Yeah, because we're press. So I, I just ran in uh, to see if I could find good seats. Uh, Jeff followed shortly after, I think. You guys had a little talk about what to do. But uh, yeah, we eventually got okay seats for the uh, Fooly Cooly um, IG panel, which that show is really something. <laughs> it's well, we will admit freely that we are not the biggest Fooly Cooly fans. I I watched it when I was a kid and thought, oh, that's interesting. Um, uh, progressive, progressive looks a little odd, but I mean, it's what I expect. I I might watch it eventually, but. Uh, uh, probably not anytime soon. I don't know. Well, we'll have to see. I I really would would like it on like Crunchyroll or something, and I'd really like the sub because oh man, hearing the dub after this many years, it's <laughs> it's it was rough. Like it's just one character that is just real. Yeah, good real yeah. disappointment. Yeah, pretty um, crazy sounding. But I was shocked how many people left after that panel. Um, because I thought a lot more I mean, would stick around for Fate Go. Fully Coolies definitely has its its fan base so. for sure. And it, I mean, it didn't surprise me. Uh, Production IG was was like done by the exact same person and kind of a train wreck. <laughs> uh, they they didn't bring anything new really. They were just like, here's what we have. Oh no, I'm sorry. They brought be they said uh, brought a trailer for Be the Beginning season two, which was all of like ten seconds long. Yeah, if that. Yeah. Uh, and then they, and then like the rest of the time they just they they just talked with uh with voice actors from Be the Beginning, which like they're like, did anybody <laughs> did anybody cosplay for Be the Beginning? Nobody did. You want to know why production IG? Because you gave it to Netflix, and we didn't see it for a long time. And those of us who would have been interested in watching it don't feel like binging a show. I don't feel like binging a thrillery horror thing. No, I'm not gonna do it. I would have watched it week to week and seen what I thought, but I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they 
Yeah, it totally tamper it totally tempers the enthusiasm for a show when most people aren't watching it week to week. It's, it says uh, something that like it took me a while to work up the want like, and I love Fate Apocrypha now, but it took me a while to to work up the want to to binge through Fate Apocrypha. It's gonna take me a little bit to work up the want to binge uh, the new Fate. Was it Fate Extra? Um. So yeah, please Netflix learn to learn to simulcast. Yeah, for apparently, the love they of God. are anime. Apparently they hard anime. Yeah, that was one of their their that was one of their uh panels, their panels that we didn't go to and we just kind of like chortled at the at the name. <laughs> I kind of bounced out on you guys at this point um to go stand in line to actually get the mm-hmm. sketches and autographs from the uh the Voltron storyboard artist which I'll talk about when you're done. So um, so like we won't go too much like I don't I don't like bashing stuff in production IG. I'm really sorry, but it was kind of a train wreck, so sorry. Uh but the fake grand order panel started late and unfortunately I misread the time because we had a concert to go to and I thought the concert started later than it did. It did not. So unfortunately we re- and luckily, you know, Logan brought this to our attention and Steven and I realized that holy shit, our concert's starting very soon. So we booked it over to Microsoft Theater for the uh, for the Kawhi Live, which we'll get into in a bit. But uh, Logan, I mean, we kind of know, but uh, what did we miss from the fake Grand Order panel? And before before Logan gets into this panel, I just want to kind of convey to people who weren't at the panel or weren't at the convention that fake Grand Order was everywhere. Mm-hmm. It was the first thing I saw driving to the hotel because they actually even purchased three giant banners, like multi-story size banners um out on one of the buildings near the convention center and huge banners for the the vr game i mean this what the the lanyards a lot of people had were grand order this was a huge huge um presence at the con so uh excited to hear how this panel went because i wasn't there um, <laughs> i mean it it was a good panel uh they had the voice actor for arash there who uh plays a big part of the new Camelot story. Um, they had the voice actress for um, uh, Altria, uh, Saber, um, who also does the voice for uh, Altria Lancer. So that was really cool. Um, they had a lot of fun. They did some voice lines and stuff like that. Um, at the end, they brought out a cake, and uh, everyone was trying to get Saber to cut the cake with the giant... Uh, Excalibur. Excalibur. <laughs> um, but she she didn't want to do it uh, because the cake was too pretty. It was it was pretty fun. Um, and then it was just kind of a, a lot of uh, announcements and stuff for the game itself. Um, a lot of uh, banner announcements. There was a new guaranteed five star summon, uh, which went up, and Carlos got uh, his Opie Monk. I got Ooh. a Lancer I'll never use. Um, I know some other people had some pretty good stuff. Steven, you had a really good role. Yeah, I got two five stars. You got Tomomo and uh, Jack the Ripper? And Francis Drake. Francis Drake, that's who. Okay. Um, Opie all around. Opie all around, indeed. Oh, except for me. No Opie for me. (sighs) Um, And then they kind of, uh, yeah, just... It was a big like, you know, thank you for playing Fake Grand Order, making it like the most successful mobile game ever in the history of ever, um, because people funnel mm-hmm. money into that thing 
like there's no tomorrow myself included because i'm a weak human being um (laughs) and then uh they talked about the fate go dual card game which looks pretty cool yeah this was on display at the the fate go vr booth and um i think we were all really excited about um, that come they announced that that's coming out in august so real soon um, and I will definitely be getting that with a expansion coming in September. So I think there are like eight, eight or nine, uh, maybe 10 servants that'll come with the, the first run of the game. And then I think they're releasing four more with the expansion. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure how the game works. It looks like it's kind of a dual game as the name implies where you summon your servants and then they do attacks and stuff. Um, I definitely want to get it and see if maybe we can uh, play it over Skype or something. Yeah, the figures look nice, too. Yeah. I mean, not anything <laughs> super impressive, but for kind of like mm-hmm. board game uh, minis, they're a good size. They're like yeah. three inches tall, and they seem fairly detailed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was about it. There were... Uh, some disappointments in some of the banner announcements. Um, I know people were hoping for summer, the summer banners to get announced, um, which I imagine we'll be getting those soon regardless. But yeah, yeah, it was fun. Um, I don't regret going to it, especially since there wasn't much else going on uh, that day for me. Okay. So... If you don't yeah. mind, before you talk about the live, I'm just going to say yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. doing. Um, I wandered over to Artist Alley to to meet up with the uh, Voltron, some of the Voltron storyboard artists, uh, Eugene, uh, Rie, and Chris, um, who I got that ticket for earlier in the day. And I got there early, and they said the line wasn't opening up until 15 minutes before the the actual the event started or the artist got there. So I kind of did just a little bit of wandering around Artist Alley, and I met up with uh, Goku Chan. Uh, I just was drawn to her booth because you know her art was beautiful, and uh, ended up buying a gorgeous uh, manga that she had. And she just had these prints that were uh, had this kind of holographic mm-hmm. quality to them, like a foil and holographic quality. Uh, and I know Logan actually. I brought Logan back there the the next day, and I think where did you come back to, Carlos? Uh, yeah, I went there too. But I yeah, we were all there. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, I, I really was in love with this, with this girl's art. So, um, I'm hoping to have maybe her do some more art for us in the future. And, uh, Logan, I know you yeah, I, I commissioned a, getting... a piece of art, so that'll, it'll yeah. be a few months before I get that, but I'm really looking forward to it. Cause yeah, her art, her art was fantastic. Um, and the, the prints mm-hmm. that I did get from her, I got a sword art, uh, ordinal scale one and a, your name print, which were fantastic. Hmm. she's actually um she's actually going to comic next too so good luck with that and uh yeah i look forward to seeing more from her but um so then i go and stand in line and i get there and and realize that whoever told me that the line was not open i think lied to me <laughs> because when i got there i was pretty close to the end of the line uh and i showed up pretty much right at 15 minutes before <laughs> um so that was a little annoying i ended up having to wait in that line for a long time uh, but my annoyance was pretty quickly diminished when I realized that all three of the artists actually were doing really nice sketches for everybody in the line. 
which is why that line was moving so slow, which I think is pretty much completely unheard of um, for, for these autograph, for these artists in their autograph sessions. So um, as people start walking away and I'm realizing like, wow, these are, they're actually doing very detailed art for everybody. Um, I went up, finally got up there I, in line. Uh, I realized I don't have anything for them to actually draw on. And it doesn't appear that they're giving much up there at the booth other than uh, just the backs of some prints that they had. So by chance, someone in the line with me had a shiki board, extra shiki board that they sold to me that I was able to get them to, to draw and autograph. Um, and as I'm in line, I decide, you know what? Instead of getting them to draw Voltron characters, I'm going to get them to draw Voltron characters mixed with our mascot <laughs> with Aichan. So um, I got Aichan uh, drawn in the the classic kind of uh, the paladin armor of the Voltron um, characters. And then I got two Voltron characters drawn with Aichan's, um, uh, you know, head, the cat ear headphones that she has. So, uh, definitely probably my, my gem that I picked up from, from the convention. I, I love the, the uniqueness of it. So, yeah, it was pretty cool to see. <laughs> um, but so it was all worth the wait. And, uh, I eventually I think meeting up with you, Logan, after that was a little bit confusing, but we eventually met up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know <laughs> what we did after that. Cause I know, uh, Carlos and Steven, you went to the to the super live or the kawaii live um i think we me and you jeff just went back to the hotel and then you came back later for the 18 plus panels but yeah why don't you guys go ahead and uh tell us about the uh the last concert you went to okay yeah so i was at this point i was pretty beat (laughs) the last concert (laughs) um but yeah uh this was the kawaii live this was the uh big idol concert uh, that didn't involve Aquas. Um, it had uh, the Idol Master Cinderella Girls, where they brought uh, four new girls uh, to the stage this year, uh, two from last year. Uh, Idis was here. Uh, AKB48 Team 8 was here. Uh, and uh, Shoko uh, Nakagawa uh, was here. And that, that's that's uh, the the order that they sang in, which was surprising to me. I was not expecting Cinderella's Cinderella girls to go first uh, and AKB 48 to be in the middle, but uh, that's how it went. Uh, Steven, what were some of your highlights of this concert? Um, so the highlights for this one, uh, probably idol masters singing on a guy, Cinderella. Finally. Yeah. yeah. Cause that was at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was really good. The whole of um, Iris's set, because um, it's another group that I'd really wanted to see for a while um, and got the chance to see them in New Year, but I wanted to see them again. Uh, the only disappointment there was most of their songs were pre-Para songs. Yeah. Um, which we don't really have access to. Yeah. Um, they sound good, but I was like, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know what pre-Para I don't know any of this. Um, and then a big highlight was, um, AKB 48, um, singing. Now, let me get this, let me get this one right. Sambiaku, Roku, Ju, Go, Nichi, no, Kami, Hikoki. 
That's perfect. <laughs> you actually, I would have just said 365 or 365, <laughs> but you did the, you, you actually said the, the, the number in Japanese. Well played, sir. <laughs> uh, so that song is a song that I've really loved. It's, uh, I think it's a graduation song for one of the original AKB 48. Um, and I own that CD because that one is one song that's really caught my attention from AKB. Um, and then finally, uh, Shoko Nakagawa singing uh, Magical Circle, the OP yeah. for the second OP for Magical Luke Circle, Circle Guru, Guru, Guru Guru. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that song. It was pretty incredible. I felt bad for the AKB girls because I didn't really know any of their stuff. I don't really know AKB that well. Um, and I feel like a lot of the crowd was was in the same boat as me. Um, yeah, they didn't yeah. get a whole lot. It's of, kind of a weird place for AKB to be. Yeah, I mean they are idols, but they don't sing anime music. Or, no, so it's just like, yeah. Uh, yeah, Onega Cinderella was definitely a big one for me as well. Uh, but I will say I really enjoyed this. Like, I don't know if they're subunits or whatever, but the duets that they had, especially the second duet, uh, love love destiny. That one was really good. Um, let me see here. What else? Uh, <clears throat> Iris for sure was a was a big oh, one, but again, like you said, Prepara didn't know a whole lot of their music. For me, the big highlight was at the end, because uh, Nakagawa yep. Shoko saying "Cruel Angels" thesis, and if I ever get sick of hearing that live, I, it's because I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the biggest like. I watched Ava as a kid. I rewatched it recently. I don't think it's a bad show. It's just I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I love that OP. That OP is is iconic for a reason because it's amazing. Um, so yeah, her singing that, and then she she asked the crowd to sing with her, and I, I absolutely obliged, as did many <laughs> of the others in the crowd. It was great, <laughs> and then she she finished off with the OP to uh, Gurren Lagann. Uh, uh, what is that? So I so I days. That's a one of my another one of my favorite OPs. So she finished off with like two of my favorite mech OPs of all time. <laughs> so I was pretty stoked. Um, yeah, uh, definitely didn't know as much of the middle two singers. So like I said, I felt bad. Like I know I know Irish songs, just not that many, and definitely not any of the pre-par ones. Uh, and AKB, I just don't know anything about. So yeah, definitely time to uh, to go and start looking up AKB. I, uh, oh boy! I'm looking at the the songs that AKB performed, and I know quite a few of them um, from the anime that they have. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, this is this is teammate. I don't know if they played any of those. Yeah, Maybe. Aitakata for sure, and a couple of the other ones definitely stand out. So, but. Yeah, so that was the Kawhi Live. Definitely, we, we didn't have the VIP tickets for this one, so there's no goodbye event, nothing like that. But it was a it was a good uh, it was a good live. If I had to rate them though, this would be the like awkward super live. This one, not to say this one was bad, it was just wasn't as impactful as the other two hmm. for me until the end. Yeah, I think that's fair for sure. So. And after this one, yeah, my arms were done. They were like, all right, you get three concerts and then you can fuck yourself. And I was like, all right, fair. Uh, yeah, I was I was ready to to go die somewhere. 
but we did end up going to 18 plus panels tonight because they were the big ones. Um, <laughs> so we met up with uh, with Jeff and we all three of us went to the Faku industry panel. Now, I won't go into the announcements because again, <laughs> we, are not a, we are not a hentai cast yet, but uh, <laughs> let's just say like those like Faku really brings a lot of energy because again, bunch of perverts in a room they know exactly why they're there i should say they we i shouldn't i shouldn't third person that um we know why we're there uh (laughs) so yeah it's just a lot of fun people make jokes in the audience and surprisingly there are fucking witty humans amongst (laughs) amongst anime fans no offense to anime fans um but yeah so like some of the sometimes when they shout out stuff it wasn't just annoying it was actually funny um i think i think those panels are (laughs) yeah i think those panels they're helped out by the fact that like um the 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 guy that runs faku jacob yeah uh, jacob Jacob, and all the staff there love what they do and they're super cool they're such nice people they're so enthusiastic about what they're doing the nicest people yeah, super enthusiastic about what they're doing. They bring the artists, and the artists are always so surprised. That, like, because hentai artists in Japan do not show their faces because they're hentai artists, and they don't want people to know. Here in America, when they see like the amount of people in a room talking about hentai and arrow manga and arrow, you know, arrow gay and stuff like that, like they are just shocked beyond words. They're just like so happy. That they can share, like, openly share this stuff with people, like, uh, a very receptive audience. I don't want to say it that way. That sounds dirty. Anyway. Uh, I actually, and I love the way he did the the panel when he did his announcements yeah. and the tags. Because yeah, yeah. the excitement <laughs> he got out of some of the tags, you know. He would, um, I, I actually, he would announce a new I property and he would announce what tags they were. If you don't know what tags are, oh, you sweet, sweet child. <laughs> don't. Don't don't look up what we're talking about. Why are you listening to this <laughs> podcast for an explicit podcast? Anyway, yeah, yeah, the, the, they would announce tags for for the different properties, and yeah, like the, the you could tell like what some of the people's favorites were by how many cheers they got, which I really appreciated. Uh, yeah, it was so good. I and yeah, I, and like even the QA at the end is he's very candid in giving very true answers to all of them. Uh huh. Yeah, for sure. He's a he's a he's a really damn good uh uh I guess company owner. He did, he does a good job. And he does a good job by the fans and he definitely does a good job by his people uh from what I've heard. So, yeah, it was it's always a pleasure to go to that one because it's funny. Uh there's a lot of energy and it's just yeah. It's it's great. Like it's at that time of night when some people have a few beers in them, so yeah. Good times. Uh, Faku Industry Panel, if you're 18 and over, older and you're in a convention where they're doing one, definitely go check it out. Uh, and then we tried to get to the Hentai Worth Watching panel that was presented by Faku. Unfortunately, that one was capped because it was at a different place and apparently they'd filled up all the seats, um, which, I mean, understandable. So we ended up going back to the Manga Gamer uh, panel, which Manga Gamer is a uh, visual novel and eroge uh, site. Um, uh, I wouldn't mind advertising you guys. Come on. Well, we'll, we'll, I don't know. We'll make an 18 plus page. Anyway, um, Manga Gamer, yeah, they do a lot of VNs. They do a lot of eroge. Um, and we went to their panel. 
Unfortunately, their panel was a lot less energy. And at this point, I think we were done. Like, but, but they did announce some, some, some interesting stuff. Um, the thing is, is their, their panel was run by uh, people who were not, I mean, who, like, the owner was enthusiastic, but he was Japanese and only spoke Japanese. Uh, and the translator wasn't the best. I feel bad for him. He just wasn't doing his, like, a really great job. I mean, not that I'm a great translator. It's just, like, it was, I, what I'm saying is it was, like, a lot of ums and ahs, you know, like our podcast. Um, but without the energy of our podcast, please don't leave. Uh, uh, and the, the the people who were describing the game were, like, weren't, like, hype people. They were, like, translators also who were very low energy yeah uh, just the whole panel was very kind of boring i i was having a hard time staying awake to be totally honest and it's not dry. that it wasn't interesting stuff yeah but it just the energy was very low uh they announced uh, a bl game and then they announced in all ages all ages so i'm not putting out porn here they announced in all ages uh yuri game that is has an amazing voice cast including uh uchi or kotori from love life so if you like I think Yuri. the name of it was Lilical Rainbow Stage. Yeah. yeah. It looks good. It's a Yuri. If you like Yuri and you like really great voice acting, that looks amazing. Uh, and then for anybody who is a fan of the Rants uh, saga of games, uh, there's like two new Rants games coming out that they're releasing. It's like the ninth one and the very last one. I think these have been out in Japan for quite a while, but we're getting them just now. Yep. So I think, like you said at that point, that panel was done. We were done. And uh, we went back to the hotel to find Logan cuddling with uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. We didn't stay up late that night. Like, I remember going to bed. Like, I took a shower and went to bed fairly quickly. Well, didn't you guys get back at, like, midnight or one? Yeah, it was Because you guys late, stopped like... and got, like, Fat Burger, right? Yeah. And Fat Burger's really good. I've never actually had it. Uh, but, yeah, damn good so yeah that was day three what i do remember doing that evening however is falling asleep with a bottle of beer in my hand oh yes <laughs> i forgot about that yeah that was fun uh... <laughs> and waking yeah, up this... in the middle of the night covered in beer <laughs> i don't think it can be overstated enough like i really anticipated coming to this pant or to this convention and having plenty of time for us to sit at the bar and get drunk and and everything there is so much going on that you almost don't have enough time to do anything that's not convention related and now you guys believe me <laughs> it's yeah it's it's unbelievable really it's it was a whirlwind the whole the whole thing but um, um okay so last day of the convention last day is always a half day so it's gonna be a little bit shorter uh <laughs> jeff's phone died which was an interesting thing yeah, my phone totally died. Um, wouldn't wouldn't charge, wouldn't turn on. I had a lot of notes on there that I, you know, was expecting to be able to talk about, and I'm hoping that I'm doing the convention justice, uh, especially the SAO panel. I feel like I had more to say about that, but um, unfortunately, I lost those when my phone died. <laughs> um, but we did get up early uh, this day, or early-ish this day, and we went back to the entertainment hall because Logan had told us about Fate Go VR, and I was not going to miss it. Yeah, I right. came out of that uh, day three Figo VR experience. I changed man, um, and I 
I was going back for a second day and I highly encouraged everyone else to come join me if they could. Um, so glad yeah. you did. So we got into the line for that, waited, um, fairly uneventful, all things considered that day in line, got in there mm -hmm. and got to experience the just beautiful, beautiful thing that is fake OVR. Yeah, it was, it's, it's so much fun. I, I need to like, Jeff, Jeff, you got a VR per, like you purchased a, v, like a PlayStation VR after this, right? You, you have it in your home. Now? I had, yes, I had, I had never used PlayStation VR before. Uh, in fact, I don't really feel like I'd used, I put a VR headset on a couple of times, but I hadn't really experienced VR up until that point. And, um, this was so impactful for me that the first thing I did when I came home is went on Amazon and purchased, uh, the Skyrim bundle, <laughs> uh, including the VR and the the wands and the camera, and um, now, now yes, this was. We have to mention this was only a demo, so it wasn't a huge yes. thing. But like, mm -hmm. it was like for what you get, it's a lot of fun. Uh, essentially, uh, where where it's the demos at, like we you you sit down, they put this headset on you, and you either get to pick whether you want to uh, do a scenario with Mash. Or with Saber. I did MASH. These two did Saber. But it sounds like both experiences are just a ton of fun. I can't wait to get the full game because like, I want to do every route I possibly can. And I mm -hmm. hope they, they put more into the game. For sure. Because, um, yeah, it was just it was so much fun. Yeah. So on the, the first day, I went and did um, a Saber route. Um, but or I yeah I don't know how the you can talk about the mash route and how everything goes there. But for Saber, what happens is you kind of like fade into like this vacation home room with like these open doors out to like a garden area, and you're just kind of sitting on this bed in this room. Um, and then you hear Saber walking outside, and she walks into the room, and it was really impressive to me how much it really felt like she was in the room with me. Um, how real it kind of felt like it, the quality isn't top tier. Um, it's definitely kind of grainy and video gamey looking, but like, you know, she goes through this like series of things. She sits down on the bed next to you and kind of leans in close. And I was like, wow, it actually feels like someone is sitting next to me and leaning in close to me. It was really impressive. Um, but after that kind of opening bit, um, like you, you phase out into the garden area and you get to choose between, three different paths of things to do. Um, so on day three, I chose to do the buster card route, which was, um, I think satisfying was what it was called. And so we phased into like another little garden area with like a picnic setup on the table. And so Saber sat down next to me and I just kept feeding her food and it was a lot of fun and cute. Um, and then uh, the second day I went, I chose to go the, ooh, what was it? I think it's, it was exhilarating. I, so it was satisfying, exhilarating, yeah, and cool. Yeah, I did exhilarating. And so we went to a different part of the garden where there was like a tree swing. And so Saber sat down on the tree swing and I would push her and we would just kind of talk and stuff. And uh, she like has a lot of fun with it. And she stands up on the uh, on the swing and then you keep pushing her and then she does like a flip off of it. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was really cute. And I, I just really enjoyed the experience, but, uh, it's not like Jeff got the best of the, uh, possible routes. <laughs> I loved it. 
Yeah, so we actually, between the two of us, covered all three Sabre routes. Um, and yeah, just to kind of say in my bit of experience I've had with the VR that I bought, uh, as I came in yesterday and I played Resident Evil and Skyrim, there's something about Fate VR that just felt more more immersive and more real. Like like you said, Logan, when, when Sabre walks up to you and, and then sits next to you, it, it there is that feeling like, like you're kind of close yeah <laughs> you know like it's it there is like a very realistic I feeling felt to that it, level which was intimacy in a long time <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice um so <laughs> so I, I yeah i picked the cool route after we we did our talking and um we go to like a little garden with a fountain and um she decides uh, we need to have some some water fun and there's like a beach ball there and we need to stay cool in the summer so she gives me a uh, a water gun and um, she has a water gun and she can't get her water gun working so i proceed to shoot her with mine <laughs> uh and you know visibly her you know her clothes get wet and you know it's it, there is like a that that kind of thing that happens when clothes get wet a little through a little fan a little bit, just yeah. very little, very little. But, um, and then she proceeds to kind of dart around the garden and I shoot her with my water gun. And, uh, at the end of it all, she kind of does the whole Excalibur noble phantasm thing. And she gets in front of me and proceeds to shoot me in the face with her water <laughs> gun, which was kind of fun. Um, and then, yeah. And then it all ended, I think for the three of us, uh, oh, or for all three yeah, events yeah. for me yeah. and you carlos had a different end i think but yeah we like we go back to like the the main garden area and we're about to choose a different path to go do and then all of a sudden um like the the sky gets dark and like something crashes down right in front of you saber changes into her uh her normal battle outfit and then she like mm. swinging her sword and all this dust and debris that's going on. You see like these clashes and stuff and then it clears and then there's this huge dragon in front of you. It's like shooting fireballs at you that Saber's blocking and stuff like that. And after seeing her in her white dress and then to go to her armor, it was such a cool yeah. thing. It just looked cool. She looked super yeah, cool. Yeah, it, it was really <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, she fights this dragon and then finishes it off with uh, her noble phantasm, which was really cool to see. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you kind of phase into like a a view of like you're on this cliff, uh, the destroyed garden is behind you, and uh, you're just looking over this huge lake. It's very peaceful, very serene. Saber standing next to you in her outfit or her uh, her battle armor, and then she kind of walks in front of you, changes back into her uh, cute white dress that she had on, mm -hmm. and uh, thanks you for you know thinking of her and spending this time with her. It was it was great. And meanwhile, throughout all of this, there's you know the, your typical visual novel. Yeah, um, you're making dialogue, dialogue choices. choices. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And this this right here, I mean, I've played visual novels, not you know, admittedly not very many. This is how you experience a visual novel. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, this just the dialogue choices and her answers. It just felt more real. It felt more impactful. It, and this is a ten minute yeah, demo. Yeah, for sure. Project, I can't so. imagine how much time and money it would take to make like a full length visual novel in the style of uh, this fake go VR. But Oh my God, would I play the ever living hell out of that visual novel? <laughs> yeah. There's not, there's, it would take a lot of money for me to not buy yeah. that. <laughs> um, but yeah, Carlos, why don't you tell us about your experience with mash? 
Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing, but you fade into uh, your room in Chaldea. Okay. And uh, Mash is uh, knocking on your door, and she comes in um, and uh, tells you she wants to train to be a, a better uh, servant to you. And uh, Da Vinci pops up on a screen and you know says that you we're going to use the latest in training technology. Um, so uh, Mash decides to get changed in the room you're in, and she's behind this little like like she's behind a wall. But there's also this like little screen that she act, quote unquote accidentally walks in front of, and then when she realizes that you can see her head, not her body, while she's changing, she knocks over the screen but moves out of the way just in time, uh, <laughs> and then apologizes for you having to see that. Um, Carlos, you damn hentai! Were you, were you ch- checking? Her I, out? I probably should have like tried to get up and go around and see, <laughs> but I was just like, I think if you there, there's a person, up, there's, there's, there's totally a person watching you while yeah. you play the game, which is like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, um, a little weird. Yeah. So, uh, she gets into her combat outfit, which is a lot more lewd when you see it in VR, and she's coming up to you. Uh, <laughs> But she gets into her combat outfit, and you get to choose between one of three different uh, exercise regiments. You either uh, uh, up her strength, her agility. I don't remember what the arts card was, but uh, I went with agility. And essentially, this she goes down and like uh, and like the platform lowers, and it brings her up on this like um, weird, almost like jungle gym type thing that spins around. And she's got to kind of keep her balance to, I don't know, improve her agility or whatever, which just leads her to being in some very, uh, like, <laughs> really odd poses on this uh, on this <laughs> thing. And, like, she swings, like, she'll, she'll pose on it for a little bit and go around. And, like, at one point she loses her balance and she's grabbing onto, I guess, they're like monkey bars. And she swings and her feet, like, come by you. So, yeah, it felt pretty close. Um but the whole time she gives you this like horn it's kind of like a like a cheerleader horn and every time you shake it like like hearts and confetti come out (laughs) so you're just kind of like shaking it at her while she's going around on this like crazy jungle gym thing um yeah so that was a lot of fun i kind of i really want to try the other two but like when she's done she picks up her shield and she's like oh my shield feels so much lighter now and she does like some combat moves with it and then she does a jump in the air and uh like she's right over you and she yells uh senpai look out and like apparently she knocks you out because when you come to she's standing right over you which again you don't realize how lewd her outfit is until she's standing right over you um in it and uh uh what do you call it you get up and she's like, all right, let's train some more. And then Da Vinci comes on another screen and she's like, uh, we need all available servants to this sector, blah, blah, blah. And um, Mash is like, all right, let's go, senpai. And she grabs your hand and you can feel like the controller vibrate and then it fades to white. <laughs> so that's cool. Yeah, it was it was great. I, I really enjoyed the Mash route. I really want to do the other ones and definitely do the Saber ones as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a ton of fun. Voice acting, English voice acting. Uh, at least for Saber, it was stunning. Really good. Really good job. Um, I read the name of who it was, and I forget now, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, really well yeah. done. So that was that was really good. I recommend if you have the chance to go check that out. Um, 
But while we were doing that, Stephen, you were at the charity auction. Yes, spending all my money. <laughs> yeah, you got a couple things, right? Yeah, so I managed to snag myself um, a signed cheeky board from Mario Kada, mm-hmm. um, which I was very happy with. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also a signed guidebook to Kaze-san in the Morning Glories, mm. um, signed by the director, who also directed uh, Steins Gate. Nice. So, yeah, I've picked up some pretty good things there, but spent too yeah. much. Well, you know, you, you say that, and I, I, you don't have to say how much you spent, because, you know, that's whatever. But compared to some <laughs> of the other things that you were saying that people spent money on... Um, oh yeah you uh you did pretty yeah. well for yourself i think yes having been in there and seen things like neptunia drawings um jump up to a thousand dollars in two seconds um <laughs> and there were signed scripts of uh darling in the franks mm-hmm. uh and they went for I think one went for fourteen hundred, one went for nineteen hundred. Um, there was some. I think one went over um, twenty one hundred. So, oh. yeah, it was kind of insane, and it was the same four people buying everything. Wow, those are some huge. I fans. wish I had that yeah. kind of money. Yeah, that would be dangerous with more money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know necessarily that it's unique to anime, but it's pretty incredible when you consider the fact that uh, these just aut- your autograph, you know, is worth so much money yeah, to yeah. that certain crowd of people. It's really interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm I was very happy with my purchases. Yeah, I'm very jealous of the uh, the Kase San. Uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, whatever that was, was it like? The, the manga or something like, like that? Or it's, no, it's the guidebook for yeah. the movie. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... That's a cool pickup. Yeah, because after that, after we were done with VR and you were done with that, we met up at the like the final panel that we hit up, which was the uh, Western premiere of Kase-san and Morning Glories, um, which was incredible. Yes. Um, it was... It's a... <laughs> On my anime list is called a an OVA, but it's I mean it's like a an hour long film, an hour long, essentially, yeah. um, done by Studio Zex, who did Say I Love You, um, Flowers of Evil, uh, a personal favorite of mine, Fortune Arterial. Um, so they've got uh, a bit of a track record, a lot of stuff that I liked. Um, but it's uh, adapted from the manga of the same name um, by Hiromi Takashima. Um, I think they adapted three volumes. It's kind of odd because I guess they skipped the first volume of the manga, just jumped straight into the second one um, to start out yeah. the film. Um, I guess you could probably speak more to that since you know, since you've read it and stuff. So I've not read it. Oh, you have not? Okay, okay. No, no. Gotcha. Maybe it was Carl um, the head. Yeah. Um, Carlos had to dip out, unfortunately. He had a prior engagement this weekend, so he has left us, and we are on our own now. Um, but 
Yeah, so, man, what a beautiful freaking film this was. Um, it's the the story of these two girls, uh, Kase, um, uh, Tomoka Kase and Yui Yamada, who uh, at the start of this film have just started dating, which I assume is the build up to that is probably in the, the first volume of the manga, which was not. Yeah, I think uh, that's right. Yeah, not adapted into the film. Um, so we get just like right from the get go, they are already dating. Um, these two girls and it's just kind of like this very cute very heartwarming and slightly like (laughs) sexy film of these two girls as they kind of explore their relationship and what it means to to date it was definitely like a like a really natural beautiful love story yeah yeah um and it there was nothing negative about the whole film at all it was everything was positive it was all there were there was the only negatives is when misunderstandings came in. Yeah, which I I get. I mean, there's always that seed of doubt, yeah. especially in a new relationship and stuff like that. It's um, like very natural. Yeah, yeah, but it's always like it's like oh no, please, I don't want to see. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see you people sad. You deserve each other. This is great. Um, but yeah, it's it was just fantastic. Um, it was kind of uh slice of lifey i guess is how i would describe yeah. it um because it's just a lot of different kind of like little short stories getting um weaved together um but man yeah i came out of the this movie just super happy feeling really good because it's just that kind yeah. of film <laughs> it's a feel-good one yeah. definitely it was a, a fantastic way to end <laughs> anime expo that's for sure <laughs> Um, I don't know if it was bugging, uh, you and Carlos, but the, the girls behind us were a little, um, yes. <laughs> a little excited and they were Just getting, a little on, bit. getting on my nerves <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> um, which, you know, I get it. it they were obviously very into Kase-san and Morning Glories, uh, into the manga and stuff like that, but maybe just tone it down just a smidge. So you're not annoying the people around you, but <laughs> That even that uh, annoyance couldn't take away to how much uh, I enjoyed. The yeah, film. this is definitely one that I'd love to have the Blu-ray and just when you've had a bad day to just put this on. Yeah, yeah. And they, then, oh man, they just the the comedy is so good. The kind of not that there's heavy moments, but the the more dramatic moments are executed so well, and they weave everything together in just a, a super well-executed way yeah um, yeah just like i think there was one scene that stood out in particular like the bus stop scene yes oh my god like that scene went on for it went on for just too long just too and long it was in perfect. the best way yeah yeah um, and you know what there's kissing in this film and that makes it an instant 10 out of 10 in my book <laughs> yeah. nice. and i think the casting oh. they got is perfect as well mm-hmm. yeah yeah the right voices for the right characters definitely um, i i'm i need to look up the uh the voice actresses and see what else they've done so um, the voice actress for kaze-san is uh ayane sakura okay who's been in tons of stuff yeah uh notably she um She's been in things like uh, my uh, teen romantic comedy Snafu. Okay. Um, 
She's been in, I think she's, um, I, I can't remember the character's name and it's bugging me from My Hero, My Hero Academia, the main girl. Oh, Uraka. Uraka? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. She's her as well. Um, and then the the girl that played uh, Yui um, is the voice actress for uh, Megumi Tadokoro okay. in Food Wars. Oh, yes. So, so good. great casting. Yeah, great cast. And yeah, a hell of a way to end AX proper. Definitely. Um, I don't know. What were you doing while we were there, Jeff? I think you... I, I felt like I wanted to spend one last time wandering the okay. dealer hall. And it sounds like I missed a great, uh, what we're calling a movie, yeah. I guess. Uh, but it was nice, actually, to finally go to the dealer hall and have it not be packed. Yeah. Um, this is the first time I actually felt like I could walk around the dealer hall all weekend, um, other than, I guess, that first hour. But uh, got to see, actually, some booths that, with the time we were there before, I just didn't even notice were there. Uh and I ended up buying another T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Ended up getting. I, I figure we'll talk about loot when we're done. Yeah. But, um, it was just nice to kind of wander the dealer hall one last time. Uh, and once I was done with that, I, I wandered a little bit around the entertainment. Kind of just did some people watching a bit, and then head back to the hotel and waited for you guys. Yeah, because I think oh, I forgot to mention that I did hit up Artist Alley before. Uh, before the movie, I got a bunch of charms and keychains and stuff, mm-hmm. and then I went over and saw uh, Goku's booth and bought the some prints there and in one of her art books, and then commissioned her to do uh, some art for uh, Aichan. So that was really cool to see. Uh, we visited the booth of uh, the the one girl that we were in line with on um, Saturday. Uh, while waiting for the entertainment hall, she was a lot of fun. Let me let me get her card. I'm pretty sure yeah. I have it. Um, and Sunday was definitely the the day to go visit Artist Alley because, like you said, there was not a ton of people, uh, so it was much easier to kind of move around. All right her her name is um oh god I don't even know how to pronounce this Y Y E U I E. Yui, maybe. Probably, yeah. Um, yeah, she was awesome. So yeah, check she was her a lot stuff of fun. out. Um, oh yeah, I'll link. I'll throw artist uh, Twitter handles and stuff in the the episode description for this. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, we went back to the hotel room after that. Um, we were all like finally, you know, able to kind of just like relax and stuff. And I think the hunger really set in. So we all went to uh, a Jersey Mike's around the corner from the hotel and got huge ass subs. The most satisfying sub I've maybe ever eaten. Cause this is actually the first, like, I feel like the first decent yeah, meal I'd meal. had in several yeah. days. <laughs> um, God, that sub was good. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, dr- I dreamt about that sub. Um, then, uh, so yeah, we came back, uh, I know Steven destroyed his sub, uh, just demolished <laughs> that thing. I ate half of mine, saved half for later, which I think Carlos I regretted did as it. Well. Yeah, you did. Because the thing we did next was um, <laughs> something that I really wanted to do while we had everyone there. And that was. Uh, well, we played golf. Oh, Don't forget, yeah, we right. played some we golf. Played, yeah, me and you played a, a round of uh, golf in the Switch game Golf Story, <laughs> which was a lot of fun. That was just, that was intense. Yeah, that was a great was. game. Yeah, a lot of beginners um, like you got you a ended mega up eagle me. at one point. 
Yeah, Mega Eagle. I ended up getting that weird kind of like par where it oh, yeah, slam like dunk into yeah. the thing. Slam yeah. dunk. It's, it's, it's a very a just a weird fun game. Fun game. Um, <laughs> yeah, we did our Mario Kart drinking game, uh, which is where you race in Mario Kart, but the thing is you can't cross the finish line without having finished a beer. Which I totally well, did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you were disqualified. <laughs> um, so there was, it was interesting to see the different strategies in play. Uh, we only managed to do one race because everyone was just <laughs> no, too full. thank you. Yeah. We are too old for that game. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> but the old fogies. I couldn't move after Yeah, oh, yeah, you would just <laughs> down like a two foot long side end. Uh, some beer already. So, but uh, yeah, I destroyed everyone. I went with the strategy of drinking my beer first and then doing the race, which was the correct which strategy the correct, in yeah. hindsight. Um, yeah, <laughs> and you even beat me. I, I think I didn't even drink my beer, and, beer and, and still I still beat, beat you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so if like my one like thing coming out of uh ax is i wish we just had more time to just chill because like you said jeff it was just go 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 100 percent of the time until sunday Mm -hmm. afternoon um and you had to fly out that evening so so yeah i I, if we're going to get into kind of our takeaways i I definitely have some things i want to say about that um agree with the chill I, i think i definitely ax was awesome and um again appreciate anime expo to for you know providing us with at least a couple press passes and i definitely hope that you'll you'll do the same for us next year because i'm 100 percent interested in attending sure. again with you guys next year is a great time uh but i definitely feel like it's important with one of these cons to because I, I feel like i didn't really we were so in, in such a hurry to always run to the next panel mm-hmm. that i didn't build relationships with a lot of people that I feel like I could have like meet people, talk to people. Um, it, cause we were always in such a kind of a, a hectic frantic yeah, hurry to get place rush to get to the next place, you know? So meet cosplayers, meet some of the artists. I know we, we talked a little bit to Goku, but I don't know, like in, invite, go have dinner with like a random stranger or something. These are just little things I think would be yeah, fun to sure. do, uh, at the, uh, at the next one. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to next AX, but definitely, man, it was a whirlwind. So much stuff to do in such little time. <laughs> um, and I'm probably going to sacrifice little things next time so I have more time to just chill and uh, sit back, have a beer, and hang out with anime fans, which is really one of the best things about these conventions in general. Is like the only time you're surrounded by people who you like who love the same thing you yeah. do. What about you, Stephen? Any uh, takeaways from AX this year? Um, as this year was my third year at AX, um, I would say this year was this year was the most difficult year with like trying to attend everything you wanted to attend. Mm-hmm. Um, just down to all the schedule overlaps, um, a lot of good things being put on day zero, which clashed with a lot of the the concerts, um, and yeah, I think. Even this year, the the dealer hall was a little bit underwhelming. Um, yeah, there were there was definitely it seemed like there was less uh, industry there, mm-hmm. um, and a lot more of like here's this booth, 
play a game kind of thing. Mm, that's um, true. Yeah, there was a lot of that. So it's kind of the the positive from this year is that I finally got to attend the Artist Alley. Um, nice. <laughs> I've not attended mm-hmm. any previous year because uh, I've always managed to miss it somehow. Um, but I really think like the dealer hall just needs like it's getting worse year on year because of the amount of people attending. Mm-hmm. They just need to figure yeah. out the queuing issues um, mm-hmm. and maybe have some kind of centralized queuing thing because the the dealers at the stores can't do it themselves. Yeah. Well, there needs to be, I think, if I, and, and again, I want to just give kudos to AX. I think considering how many people were there, they handled. Oh, yeah. They handled the crowds phenomenally. Um, but if I was in their position, I would definitely recommend or definitely require that anyone who anyone who wants to have a booth, especially the industry booths, need to set a plan for how they're going to manage their queue. <laughs> um, because it doesn't just affect the people waiting in line at that booth. It also, in some of these booths, it affects everyone else trying to get to another booth nearby yeah, yeah. because the mobs were just unbearable, especially Friday and Saturday. And another key thing, bring more stock. Yeah. Mm. Every oh God, store yeah. ran out of pretty much everything. Um, mm-hmm. At least the major ones, like the Atlas booth, if you didn't hit their first thing, by the second day, they'd run all, run out of all of last year's stuff they were selling. Um, and like the Bushy Road booth, if you weren't there early in the morning, you get maybe two pin badges, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I posted a picture on our uh, on our Instagram of that day two. Bushy Road was basically sold out of everything. Um, by Sunday, when I went there, they'd closed the booth down. There was just signs that said nothing left. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> it's um, it's kind of crazy when you've got like one of Bushy Road's biggest artists, Aquals, there performing. You you know you're going to be drawing all of their fans. Just mm-hmm. bring stuff. It's like you're throwing money away, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> But yeah, I think I think in terms of panels and stuff, definitely this year there seemed there seemed to be less industry, more fan panels. Um there were also the the panels they didn't actually seem as popular as last year. It seemed like more people were interested in just kind of doing their own thing for the day rather than queuing up for these panels. And I think probably the heat was part of it, queuing oh up outside. Yeah, we didn't even talk about how hard it got. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. we're very lucky because we get to queue up inside. Um, yeah. For most of the most of the panel rooms, the queues are outside, and I wouldn't want to be out there. Yeah, it reached uh, over a hundred degrees, like on Friday and Saturday, which was insane. It was a furnace outside. It, it felt like walking into an oven. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's a concern it's just if they're gonna have ax at this time of year in la heat is a thing (laughs) yeah but definitely i would say like from last year the biggest improvement was badge pickup and the badge lines and the ticket Mm -hmm. lines that was i never saw a queue there the whole time i was here yeah so that was in my mind excellent improvement on last year (laughs) because last year the biggest complaint was the eight hour queues to get into the building the number of hot dog vendors was pretty impressive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, I 
wondered how many of those hot dogs they were selling because I don't think at any point when we were walking by I saw a person buying a hot dog. Maybe once I saw yeah. that. Uh, the bacon-wrapped hot dogs, which at first looked good, but by the end of the convention, they were starting to make me feel kind of nauseous yeah. Yeah. every time I walked by them. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I really have anything else to add other than what you guys have already said. I, it's too bad Carlos isn't here because, <laughs> I mean, just to get sappy, it was great hanging out with yeah. you guys, honestly. I missed, it's just something I look forward to, uh, you know. After Sakura Khan, and again, it's just, you know, you and Steven, uh, you know, awesome meeting you, man. Awesome hanging out. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Uh, I think this was, this was just a, this was a great time. So look forward to next yeah. time. Yeah, it's, yeah uh, definitely. It's a treat when we can get together. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's awesome hanging out with everyone on the Discord and stuff like that. But actually being able to go and do stuff as like an, a group in person was really a, a really oh, treat yeah. and just anime fans are some of the best the best community it, it, like i i love being at these conventions because yeah there are some kind of cringeworthy stuff you know people and things that go around go on yeah. but in general just such kind decent people mm. i didn't run into a single asshole the entire weekend which that's pretty cool you know and um Pretty unusual when you have 110,000 people stuffed into a, <laughs> into a venue not to run into some some jerks. Yeah. So, well, I think that's gonna do it. I think that was a uh, RAX three hours of Anime Expo. Wow, we it's quite impressive to compress it to that size. I know. Honestly, I was <laughs> expecting longer. Um, there's definitely stuff. Oh, see, I was the opposite. Really, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always expect like an hour longer than we plan on going because um, there's definitely stuff I could have ex- you know expanded on way more but you know I think this is good if you would like to share your anime expo experiences with us if you were there um, if you would like to get into our discord because it's awesome there um, if you just want to talk to us in general you can find us on various social media platforms um, our Twitter is at anime underscore arcade. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash anime arcade. Our Instagram, which I know Jeff and Carlos were big on Walla AX, is um, at the underscore anime underscore arcade. Our email is mail.animearcade at gmail.com. Our website is animearcade.net. And yeah, hit us up on any of those. Get in the Discord and have fun with us. Play games, watch anime. Uh, the new season's starting up. I'm way behind already. It's great. Yeah, if you listen to this cast and you weren't at AX, um, then you should really plan on being there next year. There's no better place to be as an anime yeah, fan, sure. uh, at least outside of Japan. Um, and if you were at Anime Expo, shout out, shout out to us because we didn't. I don't think we met any of our uh, our listeners at the con, so yeah. um, would be they definitely cool to have you on the that Hopefully, we'll hear from. We can get on. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Steven, thank you for um, uh, joining us. Not a problem. It was good. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, have a good evening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's already what? It's creeping that way there. today. Oh, my goodness. I am currently sat under a fan because it's still sweltering hot over here. Nice. Which is really abnormal for this country. <laughs> it's pretty hot over here, too. It's like 80 degrees right now, which is too much. It's just too much. 
but uh, it is. Well, now that I found out that I'm actually British, I need to come over there even more. <laughs> so uh, it's like Germany just like went down on my list of places I need to visit, <laughs> and uh, the UK is is up a little higher. So <laughs> just well, travel yeah. anyway. welcome over here. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet man. All right, uh, great talking to you guys. Uh, we will be doing the intro in just a minute but <laughs> yeah we'll have our thanks for listening uh, yeah, everybody we'll have our reviews up in the next couple of weeks so look forward to that but yeah thank you for listening catch you later bye bye Can we stop right here? I'm like, don't, yeah, don't yeah. stop it. To... I'm gonna kick one of the cats out. Yeah, yeah. Just keep going. Don't, yeah, don't stop the recording. I'll just cut this part. <laughs> <laughs> the saga of Carlos and his cats. <laughs> the saga of Jackson the Evil. Yeah, Jackson the Battle Cat. <laughs> I don't know the name of your new cat. I, I, I don't know her name either. They they say her name is Phoebe, but everyone calls her kitten. Anyway, sorry about that. I guess that's, <laughs> no I can go at the end. Anyway, uh, what were we saying? <laughs>